Yes. Flat Chat Overwatch, episode 145, starts with Jaws saying yes. People are going to love that. Like, what do you say yes to? People will never know what Jaws said yes to going into the recording uh, of this, uh, this podcast right here. So a little bit different this time around. It's episode 144, uh, 145. I got that wrong immediately. Uh, I got Jaws, Avast, and Avril with me. This time around, we're not live on YouTube. And it's actually released like a day after our typical start time. This was just a simple accident of Borpa business had to take place and we had to delay the recording a little bit and so instead of just you know potentially have uh, one of our panel members here missing out on the podcast we just made a decision to just delay it a little bit and you'll have the same good old episode it'll just be a day later like nothing else ever happened all right so I think this was the best way to go around things but here we go episode 145 um Abbas you had a bit of a story right you have a bit of a story going into this oh, episode? I mean, we were just talking about Jack. Jaws Seafood. had gone to reset plant. He had gone to yeah. plant for his... You showed your nice piece of grass, Jaws? Yeah, show the plant. Show it the plant. was very extravagant yeah, grass. It was, it was nice. I need to plant it. It's a tissue culture, uh, tissue culture aquarium plant. You get them from UNS. Not sponsored. Please sponsor me. It's a, yeah, it's a very nice hydrocotto, a carpeting plant for the old 20 gallon. Carpeting plant. So yeah, if you're a, if you're looking to uh, carpet your aquarium, that's the plant you're looking for. Um, and I just Play said that I land. used to own I own a crawfish when I was a kid. It was like you know a little tiny lobster, and you feed them fish. So they, what you do is like we thought it was like my brothers and I thought it was the coolest shit ever because you'd like you'd put a little fish into the aquarium, and yeah. the crawfish would would hunt it for a bit, then he'd corner him and he'd get him with his claws, and then he would do the most metal shit ever, and he would rip him in half. He would like rip no. the whole ass fish it in half. It has a strength to do that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. It has a strength. I mean, fish aren't that, I mean, also the a fish's body of that this size is not that much resistance if you think about it. So like he would just rip, but I guess proportionally to the lobster or the crawfish, it's not. It's bigger. But yeah, he just and then he'd feast on it on both ends, right? He'd eat it. But then he wanted freedom so badly that one day we came back and we didn't find the crawfish was gone from the tank. We were like, where'd he go? Like where'd the crawfish go? Until eventually we started smelling the smell, that smelly, smelly type of fishy smell. And we had found him under the couch where he had crawled many feet away from the tank and a bid really for freedom and died. That's really and rough. so I was like, you know, <laughs> mad respect to the crawfish. <laughs> it it if, died for freedom. <laughs> if you want to see a crustacean, Johnny, with fucking power, look up a manta shrimp. Oh they, yeah! Oh, oh my those God. are the ones I've that like yeah. they walk underwater and they make you can hear a clicking sound and like it goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's just they punch crazy. like crazy. They're like kangaroo jack. It's cool, but shrimp. They are yeah yeah they are the shrimp, the kangaroos of the shrimp world. Yeah. No, but it's also kangaroo jack. So oh, here we what? Go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the things on the front of them, you'll see the little, little hands. Yeah, extend, he's got he's got mad hands. But they accept they he he does throw, that looks they do menacing throw hands. Fuck. Yeah, and yeah. they fucking they whoop woof, little little shockwave through the water. You can hear the yeah, they'll fuck you up when you do it. This cool, they're I cool as fuck. They're cool. They're cool as fuck. Wow, look at that. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. we've learned some stuff today about crustaceans. Yeah, uh, crawfish the explorer. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I've asked. Uh, yeah, its name was also the name my brother named every single pet. My middle brother, he named every single pet the exact same thing. He called it Killer, so its name was Killer. That's that's cool. I think uh -huh. I, I think I was just trying to evolve. Like that's that's how the, you know it worked in back in the day, right? You know, you had all every, yeah, everything was a state creature, and then one of them one of them just decided I might just go on land, and then like ones that survived ended up being land creatures. So you know, 
He did just not trying to make evolve. It. He did yeah. not make <laughs> this it. One, he this one he did not, not pass the great filter. This one unfortunately filter. did not evolve, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I was trying to prove to the other crawfish RNG. that the aquarium wasn't square. Well, there wasn't any other crawfish. It was just him. So then mm. we got a second crawfish, and that one, I think, lived longer. So That's, that's good. good. The first did you one put a lid on the aquarium this time? That's good to hear. Uh, I think so, yeah. Well, also, we had cats, so, like, the cat would try to dip their paws and, like, get them, you know? So we had to put a little net right. over the top. So, yeah, after that, after the William Wallace of crawfish, we had to we had to put a net over the top. I, th this is a story for another day, but I was very intrigued when Jaw said that he basically got grass for his aquarium. How? Well, it's not actually grass, is it? Oh, okay. Like, all right, all right, all right. On, that's bro. that's a very sounds very philosophical. No, that I, sounds very philosophical. Because I was just said. like... It's not actually grass. I... It? If I feed a lot of water to my plants upstairs, I mean, it's in California, you know, if I get, yeah. like, they need water to survive, but if I give them too much water, they also die. And so I was confused, like, how, how some no, grass can, like, live in water without being over water. Well, right? <laughs> well, are you, that's, that's, are you yeah. confused over the difference between aquatic and land-based plants? Yes. That's like, oh, a fish would drown because there's no, too much water No, we didn't learn about this in Swedish school, all right? I don't really know what not. we did learn. But... That doesn't make any sense. You have Swedish fish. How did you not learn? Well, they're candies. <laughs> it's still fish yeah, stuff, oh, right? Oh. Anyway, uh, Platchard Overwatch this week. Uh, we have some news to talk about week one of the new meta account on Cup taking place. No tournament, but still some nice learnings. But before we get into that, there were a few blogs being released. And this is also the blessing of recording this. We're recording this at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Where is it record? Oh, wait, 5 p.m. Depending on the time zone. PST. It's 5 p.m. PST. It's, 5 it's, it's not live. It's not on Wednesday morning. But we did get to see a couple of blogs released this, uh, today. Uh, going over some changes going into Overwatch 2. First of all, I think we start just, you know, easy. A shorter one about how to transition into Overwatch 2. It was a pretty short blog. It just covered essentially like, hey, you should probably pre-download Overwatch uh, 2, you can do so in the Battle.net launcher um, going into the next week. So when Overwatch 2 actually drops and when you can actually play it, you would know this if you played any other Battle.net game, you can access it, it uh, instantly without having to like download it, you know, when a transition happens and that. Uh, it says that Overwatch 2 is anticipated to be live worldwide at approximately 12 p.m. PDT on October 4th. So a midnight release if you are... Wait, is that midday? Fuck, I am so stupid. It's, it's, it's 12 p.m. midday. midday or it's no. midday. Yeah, it's midday. Oh, okay, great. It's midday. Oh my god. Well, okay, okay forgive me. I've been playing a lot of WoW this past 24 hours. My I, brain rot. Um, feels bad. Also, required to play, and this also like transitions into the next blog we had, was that you need SMS protection on your account now in order to play the game. Um, also, if you're interested in progression of Overwatch 1 into Overwatch 2, you can merge your accounts. Uh, so it says on the blog, with the launch of cross-progression, players can merge multiple Overwatch accounts to carry progression and in-game cosmetics into Overwatch 2 on a single profile. Existing players with multiple accounts must confirm their account merge to carry over progress from Overwatch into Overwatch 2. If you only made progress in Overwatch on a single platform, no action is needed from you. So essentially, if you have like a PlayStation account and a PC account, you can merge those together. I think it works. And you combine the experience yeah. and like the, the the skins, the portraits, all that shit. So you have it on one single um, account. Uh, Overwatch servers will go down. So if you can't play the game, don't threat. But yeah, the big one is SMS protection. And this delves deeper into the next blog that we got to see. Uh, yesterday it is for us. Which is uh, Blizzard talking about something called Defense Matrix. Uh, Defense Matrix is like an anti-cheat and like 
an initiative to also make for a friendlier game atmosphere, as far as I understand, guys. So, for example, yeah. like they removed the general chat, like when you're in the menu, because the general chat is pointless. That served zero purpose it's from toxic, day one. It's toxic. It's awful. It, so, yeah. It's where people go to promote their streams, you know? Yeah. To be fair, uh, I did see some funny stuff from general chat in my time. But most sure. of it, ninety-five percent of general chat was it's, actual garbage. So it's a legacy okay. thing from like wow, like that's what that's what yeah. it was from. Like, but five percent of it, like there were some bangers. Five percent of it, uh, I did see some sure. bangers in the general chat. How do I how do I commune with the general Overwatch player base now? You know, you don't get to log in Go and just be like, "What's up, guys?" The Blizzard forums. Oh, the Blizzard no, it can't forums. be the Blizzard forums. I feel like that can't be true because the Blizzard forums are. There has to be like a test to enter the Blizzard forums. It's like, how angry and terminally, terminally online are you? And you can only pass the test if you have like, just like called for like John Spector's death over like balance changes. Like if you can do that, then like, then you can get into think, the Blizzard forum. I think the uh, the prerequisite is that you can't be a carbon-based life form. You have to be a silicon or nitrogen-based life form, and then you can enter the Overwatch forums. So they have to be completely, well, I mean, what, well, I don't even know what, I don't even know what those life forms look like. I don't know enough about know. other life. Silicon based life forms. Oh, we are so stupid on this life. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, because all of our life is carbon based life on the on the earth. I'm sure there's going to be someone that's going to correct us. I think but that our was the joke. I think that was the you know? joke, though. You yes, know? Yeah, I know. But I'm, just, I'm just wondering what they would look like, though. I'm wondering what sort of universe, like, what would that exist in? I guess there's, a, there's a great what if video on YouTube for that. That's where I get most yeah. of my information, apparently. Okay. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Why do I water I'm... my plants if they're already underwater? Okay, Josh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't start without you. And actually, I was reminded when I've asked told this story about the, the crawfish or whatever, that it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful in a way. We carry on like the T-Mobile the promotion thing. We had to start a plash at Overwatch for like years on end where like Brent would tell a story about how he was like out in the Los Angeles canals or something and then was out of connection and then needed to like call an Uber and he was out of nowhere and couldn't find it. So he needed to mobile or whatever. Um, it just reminded me that like we've replaced those stories with just like the beautiful ones that I've asked you to tell. Um, anyway, sorry, that was a side rant. Um, yes, Divas Matrix. So we don't have general chat anymore. And also we have the SMS protection coming into place as well. So, you know, this is because it's a free to play game now. You're required to play SMS. Uh, or required to play this. You're required to play with the SMS protection to make sure that it's not easy for cheaters to get in, for people to come in and spam, you know, links to where is the website whatsoever. Um, overall, it seems like a great change. Are there any potential flaws with this system at all? Um, They're recording your voices now. Oh, uh, we can talk about that in a minute. I think that's an and interesting topic. And that means the NSA is monitoring me. Okay. Well, you're in, you're okay, in Oceanic, Mr. Tim no? So, anyway. Still, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think hasn't the U.S. government spied on a lot of people overseas? This is where we get into the foreign diplomacy part. What the fuck, guys? Talk about the game. The foreign diplomacy part. British, what happens when Josh is American and a Kiwi. Like, there's, there's nationalities here. So, yeah, we could technically go and do that. I think SMS Protect is good, obviously, for a free-to-play game. You kind of need it. Plus, you should probably have some factor. I'm assuming it would also kind of... Please use 2FA. 2FA, yeah. Um, if you don't have like regular 2FA on your Blizzard account, like probably should have that. Um, the only thing I guess it really hampers is if you're like myself with five accounts. Uh, yeah, I uh, can't really play on so, any of them anymore, which kind of blows. Oh, you're going to need a new phone number. Uh, yeah, but you can't use VoIP phone numbers like Google Phone or Pre. Yeah, it has so to be an actual phone of, number. 
it has so, to be like an actual funder, which is good. And like, this is gonna promote people to play on their main accounts. Like I have a couple of accounts that do have SMS, like my main account, obviously, and like one or two of my other accounts, maybe, but my other ones are gonna be dead at this point, which I'm yep. not too fussed about. And gonna be real, like having people play on mainly on their main accounts or if they've got another one, fine. But like the less accounts you play on, the better. It's gonna make the rank ladder better. And also not having maybe 30 to 40% of like top 500, this matters to only a very small section of people, mainly the people that watch Blackjack Overwatch, but having 30 to 40% of top 500 not be the same people is going to be quite nice because you'll actually see like, oh, there are different people here. It's not, you know, there was, was it, I think it was Kevster at one point or um the far well, Yazan can't just have Yuzan, five ranks Yuzan in top 10. can't have eight accounts in top 10. That's Yazan. Yazan one, two, three, four, five. Like while that is cool in some regard, um, I think people just play on their main account or maybe they're just their secondary account is infinitely better for the game's healthiness. Well, um, it, it uh, relates in a sense that it reduces smurfing, right? Yeah, it yes. does. Straight up, it reduces it. Yeah, which, which which means I can finally get top five hundred right because now all the pros are not yes, parking the accounts in top five hundred. Yeah, Let's go, baby. That was the only thing that was stopping me. So now they're gone. So true. I'm right there. So true, King. You will get it now. I can't wait to see Avril in the top fifty. Popping off. I was actually really <laughs> close to top five hundred in season one. And I'm like so you, disappointed I never got it. You probably are. Oceanic region. How many players are there? I at least three. So I'm, exactly. I'm, well, I mean, I'm Oceana has to have a decent amount of players left because after order, no, we share the same ladder as the Americas. Is it? Oh, really? Sure. You I, thought, I thought you saw no, it. It's, it's an overall Americas ladder, You're just like right. it's an overall Azure ladder, right? So, right. So maybe you won't. So, wait, Oceana, wait, how is Oceana part of overall Americas? So like, what, there's is only like three the regions you launch into. America's, oh, okay. And, I thought yeah. I thought like geographically they were categorized as like this is really East America. Like this is like yeah. really like this is the super East America. Like I I didn't or, understand. Or West. Just, I it. Sure. Or West, depending on which, west. which direction you want to go. Technically, it's a it's a globe, right? So you can go either way. Yeah, makes but, most sense because like the population. Not, not everyone believes it's a globe. It's huge, yeah. right? And then you have Europe and America. America's probably the second most populated. I can imagine after the Asia ladder. So it does make sense. So. Um, so you have to you once a phone has been registered to an account, like you can't use that phone again unless you want to like change it. So it says here in the yes. blog, the same phone number cannot be used on multiple accounts at the same time, and players can't use the same phone number to create multiple accounts. Yeah, a phone number can only be used once to make a new account. I mean, yeah, yeah if you so could you use one phone number. You could, you yeah, yeah. Well, basically, what I'm what I'm saying is like you you literally have to have a brand new phone number for each new Smurf you want to get. So if you really want to yeah. smurf i guess you just need a lot of phone plans yes but they've also there is one stipulation which i do want to add to that which is interesting because i saw people discuss it and i actually hadn't even considered this so this was my own like i was like oh I, my experience hadn't even encountered this was if you have a prepaid phone supposedly on top of the voip like the way because of the way that you do your plans like it's like you have a phone number a lot of people um that may be lower income and uh and obviously they'll have like a phone that and a phone number attached to like a prepaid phone. Um, and apparently that also is not covered under this SMS protection yep. either, which some people are saying that could um, uh, that could like limit the possibility of people that might uh, have the game, but are lower income or there is free to play technically. So anyone can have it now. Um, 
and their ability to participate in it, which actually I think is a fair complaint. Um, and honestly, I don't really know what the solution to that is other than I no, guess I, just I, removing that restriction. I, think I understand. So it's it's pay to win because only people that can afford phones can play the game. Yeah. So it's not actually free. I mean, may, uh, maybe Blizzard's, Blizzard's going to come out and they're tough on crime bottom, because burner phones can't be on it anymore or something like i don't know like maybe that's their policy stance but either way like so i feel like that is a valid complaint for people is that like if you have a prepaid phone plan and you're not able to afford like uh you know a stand like a consistent phone service then that could be like an issue and i don't really know i guess the issue for that though is that like if they remove that then technically you could just like if you're really into the boosting infrastructure which just exists like i mean remember sato sato was like running like there was a whole corporation you know there's a whole a corporation being sato run incorporated like, yeah, yeah it was Sato Incorporated, but it's not just Sato. Like plenty of people, like it, like there is a very big oh, underground. Okay. Yeah, there's a very big like. Yeah, there was. There's a real like. I know. I have. I have personally known like, people that have participated in boosting companies. They exist. They are 100 a thing, and they have multiple people under them, and they're all boosting these accounts. So like, if the if the money's there, people will buy prepaid phones to SMS register accounts to sell accounts. Like if the money makes sense, right? It just will exist. So I don't really know what the solution is to that because if you remove that restriction then like the really hardcore companies could be doing that but also is that enough of an issue to ban it i don't know do, do other free-to-play games have an sms protect kind of thing going on because i've you know i've played league of legends i play valorant i feel like i've never had to do anything with a phone uh valorant definitely does sure. it but also valorant's different in that they have one of the most well i guess it doesn't change anything for boosting necessarily i don't think but like they do have one of the most ridiculous anti-cheat clients in the oh, world yeah. That's oh not, yeah that's not like I mean, anti-smurfing though right but that's, that's like but that's not anti-smurfing so i don't really know yeah, yeah. what i, I don't because like i don't think they do anything in relation to that i don't think they care about smurfing that much honestly i mean so i guess it just even, depends i mean like, they, have, they obviously have a big deal in their game as well i think i mean it's dude like this is a divisive topic, but like, is smurfing like actually a problem? This is like way too much to kind of get into. I think this is more to do with like toxicity and shit like that rather yes. than like, we I think that's their stated goal. The smurf account. Well, every, like, I, I feel like I see a lot of casual player complaints about smurfing. They always make smurf like a huge deal, sure. is what I see. I actually think it's a decent like deal. I, I, but. Because it was so easy as well to smurf. Like, you literally just bought an account and you started smurfing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Especially so... on console, actually. Yeah, that's that's actually a big thing. This actually might target console more than True. it would Because Valorant League of Legends is not console, right? So it's a different landscape. Yeah, because I remember talking to... Oh, yeah, Vicky about it. Because um, her sister plays on console. And all you need to do is just sign up for a new email... And you don't need to buy the game because you have the disc. So you just I think it's even easier than sign up for another like email address. I don't think you even need an email. I think you just literally create another account on sure. your like I, PlayStation Network. I mean for yeah. Valorant, I've created I've created an alternate account for Valorant without needing actually no, I did have to I did have to get another email for Valorant. But like yeah, you can make like infinite free accounts on Valorant for yeah, sure. In it, uh, what I'm saying is like PlayStation Xbox is like super easy, like way yeah. easier than it is on PC. So like this might affect console which is still a large portion of the market don't forget um Massive. more than it might affect uh pc so yeah i didn't actually that's actually a heads up player well it's even great for like the community sentiment regarding smurfing because i think that for you know the longest time it's been so easy to smurf that i think that a lot of people assume that whenever someone on the opposing team like pops I off the like 
they, they they have a smurf like as soon as you get dominated by like whatever hit scan player is playing on the other team like that's a smurf yeah. because it's an well, easy you look at the level of the account right and you're like oh it's level 50 and it's in you know diamond or top 500 or something yeah. like mm -hmm. they're deleting levels though there's no more levels yeah they're really levels. Level but i'm just saying like i think in, you know even if okay. it reduces smurfing or not it's still a nice change because like yeah. You give the community like the sense that it's unlikely that someone is smurfing, and so by, ju by just that assumption, like you, you, it's a much better playing experience because you're assuming less that the opponent is smurfing, and maybe you actually start rationalizing that they're just having a good game, and so therefore you're having a better player experience because you're not taking every that game. You just... never take those rationalizations out of someone's head, but that's well, it, it definitely minimizes, I think. Sure, it's definitely their demons there. What are the them. odds that this guy has gone out and purchased like a new phone plan think, with uh, a carrier company to get a new Overwatch 2 account? People are always making excuses, bro. How long have you been You know this, come on. Smurfing is a bit of a scapegoat, I feel, as well. I think a lot of people in some ways overrate smurfing. This is one of those like Overwatch player base, take responsibility for your own poor skill challenge, you know? Yeah, and I'm saying hopefully they do that now. That's not a Nerdwatch problem. That's a any competitive competitive game problem. Yeah, people don't like smurfing, but I, I yeah. do think Johnny's original point was probably more on point. Where it sounds like for a lot of these changes, it's because their goal is to make it a more positive environment for yes. player base versus smurfing, yeah. which I think yeah. is probably yeah. because the rest a lot of their statement focuses on that. With like when it guards to like you know they can grab like, you, the audio logs now and stuff so getting us back on track yeah on as voice uh, people to that point positive environment i want to mention this as well that uh they are starting to register uh, audio transcriptions i don't know if this was a thing in the past i think valorant does this actually because there was something yeah, right about I yeah, think, yeah there was something about valorant where like they record the voice thing and like people were like well is this part of like terms of service like are they allowed to record my voice and like listen to my microphone whatever but the way it seems to be um described here is that essentially like when you report like a player for like being toxic or like abusive behavior or whatever um overwatch is able to take part of someone's voice like what they've said in their voice chat and then transcribe that into text-to-speech and then blizzard utilizes that text-to-speech information to um you know, ban and you know, like make all kinds of assumptions. So a new little thing that perhaps helps with uh, addressing some abusive behavior in game. So overall, trying to make it a nicer uh, experience. Uh, do you guys want to move on to uh, the first time user experience? Um, yes, oh yeah, but I also want to put one pedantic thing here. Okay. Uh, Johnny, technically, it's speech to text because they're taking it for speech, speech to, to text. Yeah. Speech to text. Yep. Technically, not text to speech. There you go. Wow. Uh, Nerge. I think it's good. It's definitely out. a good thing. I Thank would say, us. like, you can, you, I, I don't know. Uh, they definitely didn't do this before, clearly, because they're obviously implementing it now. So I always felt it was really easy to flame in voice, you know. And then, yo, know, there's no text documents, you know, no text logs. So I haven't been toxic, you know what I mean. So it's definitely a, a good change. Oh. I will say, I can't imagine the headache that they had to go through with. Because this is personal, like I almost I don't know if it's identifiable data because it's only a voice, but then your voice is maybe easily identifiable. Don't know, but like all the restrictions around different countries and shit like that. And my god, I can't imagine the headache I'm gonna, going through. I'm gonna start flaming in heavy accents, so confuse the system. <laughs> I just use a voice recorder every time. I'm gonna be become. <laughs> I'm gonna become get a, like a, a girl voice changer, and I'm yeah, just gonna. Be, really I'm finally gonna complete my Finboy arc. And it's gonna be big. Oh, no. It's gonna be big. Now I'll never be able to identify it. 
Uh, okay, or, Johnny, we can right. move on. Yeah, we can move on. Uh, Joss, <laughs> by the way, so, someone, someone is, by the way, I, I, I'm, I'm producing again this week, uh, surprise. Uh, so I messed around with the vo uh, audio volumes a little bit. Uh, Joss, if you could please raise your microphone. Yeah. You are 200% in my program. I swear to God, I've raised I you I don't so. get it, the, man. There you go. You're talking into uh, an SM7B. There you go. Perfect. I can, uh, I can see his mic now. No, it's great. It's great. Sorry, because I know that someone, you know, was walking their dog or like doing some test, chore test. talk. Yeah, no, it's Johnny great, Joss. Thank you. You are, you sound amazing, Joss. But I know that someone was out there about on was, their phone listening, whatever. And they were just They like, were at the construction site, jackhammering yeah. him, you know. Yeah. yeah and they were fine. just like, no, because I've been there before, like when you listen to a podcast. And no one wants like, to hear my voice anyway, Johnny. And you have to like raise the volume while someone is talking and then you have to like lower it yourself. I'm sorry. I understand the problems of listening to a podcast. So I try to smoothen it out. Uh, please don't be upset if it's, if it's still messed up. Anyway, moving on. The first, first time user experience. Yes, the first time user experience. Thank you, Dross. Uh, really put the emphasis behind that. Uh, so here we go. No surprise. It's a free to play game now. Uh, and this means that Blizzard is actually going to gradually have people take on the game to take it in more properly, learn and not be overwhelmed by information as they described it themselves. Because essentially they said like, whenever people buy Overwatch these days, um, you unlock all the heroes, all the game modes, you load it in the menu, and you're like, what the hell is going on in this game? It's complicated, there's so many characters, there's so many game modes, I don't know where to start, I don't know what her hero to play. Like, I can select a hero, and I think it's cool, and suddenly you're playing Echo, and it's like, what is Duplicate? And it's like, oh, you turn into other heroes, and like, what the hell is going on? Um, so essentially, they're trying to address that. So for new players um, who are playing Overwatch 2, this shouldn't be you if you already have progression, for example, in Overwatch 1, and you merge your account, etc. New, new users in Overwatch 2, they will gradually unlock game modes and unlock heroes as well for an easier pick up experience like learning as you go kind of thing um so this applies to game modes for example you can't play all the game modes competitive is the um, obvious choice you have to play 50 matches now before you can unlock competitive whereas before it was like win 25 50. win 50 oh i think it was yes okay win 50 matches it's win 50 yeah you have to win 50 matches um to replace being level 25 in overwatch one for example uh but also you will gradually unlock the uh which is technically the second phase unlocks all the original. I will uh, add. Yeah, you're unlocking that's well. technically quicker than 25. Yeah, because you you don't get level 25 was tedious. That was, a, oh my god! Like speaking from someone who believe... it was tedious. No. Yes, <laughs> I dude, it was a pain in the ass. There was a <laughs> there was a method back in the day. They did ban these, I think, or like got rid of them I'll somehow. Buy an account. Like, no, not that. A more legit <laughs> way, but still like in a gray area where like you AFK in a custom game and it ends really fast, so you get XP and shit like that. And then they Sato teach you that custom one? Game. Sato, yeah. Yeah, Sato want to tell me that one. All the tips, bro. <laughs> um, so it does is, it say anything about the specific heroes you unlock or no, something? No, it, it just does, says yeah. like you unlock we don't them know gradually. Anything about yeah. the oh, so they don't no. tell you. Do you yeah. want to know? No. I mean, I can tell you. I, this. So you start with 13 heroes. So you begin oh, with really? 13 and you gradually unlock the rest. Right. And where did you get that um, information, huh? I would say if you know uh, a lot of the information, Avril, maybe source, that's... Source uh, I made it up. Source, yeah, source I made, I made it up. It up source I made source it up. Reddit, maybe? Yeah. Also made it up. Okay. Yeah, I definitely have not heard that. But I mean, I mean to be the fair, also... Is the think... patch notes for the Countdown Cup? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> rolled, <laughs> rolled, rolled, rolled. <laughs> um... Sure. So yeah. yeah, you'll gradually unlock heroes. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be fine. I, I don't think anyone is against this. It's like, a good if there are some people who are probably are like, 
uh you know they're just taking our shit away free to play game uh uh so there are definitely people if, against it. if you are arguing that you are not a new player you literally cannot be a new player if you are arguing that you're taking my shit away no you never played the game so now like, there is one away. negative argument I, which i can sort of agree with speak for the people way. i've asked but okay. i'm yeah, i'm always i know i gotta step in here i gotta be like now wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> But I, honestly, I do think I think overall the first time user experience stuff, I'm perfectly okay with, especially because it seems like they think that they said that it takes like I think they did like there was some people speculating about what was on the blog post and they think it's like because I read the blog post and I don't think it specifically mentioned it, but it's something about like you needed like a total of like I can't remember how many hours, but it was essentially enough by the time that you unlocked competitive ranked play, which would be like 50 match wins. You would have yeah. like the majority of the cast unlocked. You'd have all of it. You would have uh, all of yeah, it. Yeah, the, oh, the second phase. The second phase unlocks all the original Overwatch heroes. Great. Over the course yeah. of approximately um, 100 matches. Okay, great. Yeah. So, like, by the time, like, so, like, that's like, okay, awesome, fantastic. But there is uh, something that people have been speculating where, like, the Warzone model, they have like a lot of these mechanics where you have to like play a certain amount to unlock certain things, which is sort of like this. And you can just pay to bypass that grind. So, people are suggesting, like, well, what if they just put like, an ability to pay to immediately access everything and i'm like okay i could see that happening but also at the same time to me that, that is happening it says here watch point watch point pack owners just you just unlock it all yeah but, yeah, but, but like, i'm talking about moving forward i'm talking about moving yeah forward. not just You're like not for gonna the be able to buy watch point back forward. forever yeah i don't know exactly how it's gonna work but like but the point being is like yes that already is happening a so some people are like okay that's unfortunate because like you can just purchase certain things but B, like it, like also defeats the purpose of the use the first time user experience if you can just buy your way out of that, right? Um, like, how would that like does that really serve any mechanic other than essentially being a, a money gatekeep, pretty much? Now, I don't know if it's going to work that way. I don't really know what's going to be implemented, right? Because it's a very different game from Warzone to Overwatch. But I will say that if they end up adding that as some sort of mechanic, that would seem counterintuitive to me to the first time user experience goals, right? Because you don't want someone to have to be able to just pay their way through the whole point of learning the game that is seems like kind of silly right so hopefully they don't touch anything like that i don't know if they will i don't know it obviously doesn't really make much sense to me for me to overwatch the war zone but i have these people speculating that and i would like to touch on what saying like if they do go down that route that would be counterintuitive to the purpose of it but overall i like having heroes being like you have to learn the game first you have to play a number of games before you can play competitive play before you have like oh. you should know how to play like a basic character like soldier before mm. you dare touch like genji or something you know like before you do anything that's like gonna require you to like really be like knowledgeable with your positioning and not like feed and hit your shots right like i i'm perfectly cool with that system i'm just saying that there could there could be some flaws i don't know there there is one cool thing uh that most of the restrictions are lifted while you're in a group so if yeah. you're like playing with friends who will i'm sure people have done this before you play league of legends for the first time you don't know what's going on you play with friends they will tell you everything to do and they'll tell you go bot lane and play support but like at least at that level you can be like okay well if i'm playing with friends they're going to tell me anyway i don't need like super hand holding um for well i wouldn't say a lot of it well i'm curious if that goes for heroes or just game modes yeah it that's the thing play. Doesn't it doesn't specify. specify, but it says, um, I'll read it most. verbatim. For, uh, most first-time user experience restrictions are lifted while in a group, so new players can team up with their friends at any time to play almost any game mode. Now, that, to me, sounds like it's just game modes, but if they 
lift the restrictions on some extra heroes or something, that would also be kind of cool too. Because yeah, if you're playing with friends, you are inevitably going to get taught something or like they're going to tell you, oh, you know, the shift on Genji dashes. And when you get a kill or an assist, it resets, you know? Yeah, I, I doubt that. I'm sorry. I heavily doubt that chance, they would but... unlock. I heavily doubt that they sure, unlock heroes. But still, like unlocking different people. game modes and like lifting some of those restrictions, obviously, apart from comp, it is yeah. nice. At least you're there with it, friends. It playing, would you know suck I mean. if you like queue with a friend and they were like, hey, can you swap Sigma real quick? And you're like, I have Winton. <laughs> I can go Winton jump. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, because here's, here's the thing it's like the, some of the criticism coming through are obviously the people, again, who like think really hyperbolically about like well, what is the worst case scenario theory that could be applied which is oh i'm gonna end up with some new player on my team who doesn't have all the heroes unlocked and then they can't unlock sigma i think the reality of the situation is is that if they're a new player they're not gonna fucking know how to play sigma anyway like their hero pool is gonna be and super also you're not limited. Playing competitive um, like... you're also not well some people take quick play very seriously which i find ironic because it's like if you're gonna take it seriously if you might as well play competitive i understand yeah um, I mean, also the the goal of not having that. I do. I also agree with you, everyone. Like the like, what what if they don't have this hero? How will we win the game? Is like, bro. Even if you're ranked, two thirds of the players don't fucking swap. Like, what are you even like? More than two thirds, really. Like, what are you even worried about, or, man? Or if like, they do, they suck at the hero they swap to because they're just not like, practiced or good at that hero. Like, it's just yeah. You just I lose. Agree. This has hella data on like how many people swap and like what's the rate of that kind of shit. Like, the lower you go, the less swapping there is. Potentially, don't know if that's true, but like just in theory, that's uh, that's the case. The only I, I the theory was, are like so. the four point five k lobbies. I heard the a theory was also like higher ranked as well. You don't swap because if you one trick, not what well, it depends on the type of player. But if you're one tricking, yeah. especially if you're like a mercy, you're not fucking swapping off a mercy if you're one trick mercy to GM, right? I sorry to use that example, but it's like I think that's pretty true and pretty widespread. Um, but it's also like. Depending on the, unless you're a pro player, your hero pool is probably limited in some ways. Well, in terms of like what you're actually really, really, really good at at a GM level, you're not going to be like that that level on every single hero. Uh, you're going to be better and worse. You haven't seen things. my hero pool, bro. It's expensive. You're yeah. just you're special. You're a unique player. I play Ryan all the time, not Winston. So yeah, literally one, of the one trick. Uh, to two trick. Um, great. Yeah. Uh, did we about to wrap that <laughs> right. up? I think. Um, I I just hope that there's like a. There's like a quick play sort of queue, like skill based, but it's for newer players. So like, do you want to have that case where like, if you're stuck and you have like the 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 first whatever oh, heroes that you, there, you want I can almost guarantee there will be. That happens we'll in queue. every other game. Yeah, like League of Legends, queue, you so. only queue into new players. Yes. Because um, League still does the level thing. So like, obviously Overwatch doesn't do that anymore, but like in League of Legends, when you make a new account or you are a new player, because I don't know, I don't know if you were there, Johnny, but like when Bren first started playing League and I was playing with him, holy mother of God, the lobbies you get into are like kind of mixed. They'll try and match you up. But like when I was watching Bren solo, he's like playing against, they look like bots, but like they're new players as well. Like yeah. Overwatch will definitely do that system because the worst thing you can do in a free to play game is scare someone off who has just picked it up. And how do you do that? Well, you put, um, I don't know, fucking Kevster playing quick fade for some fucking reason on the well, other team. It, not even you know skill, I mean? just like the hero thing, which is like, I, you know, if someone queues in and they don't have access oh, to certain heroes and they're stuck on like two different tanks that like someone can't counterpick them and abuse that. I don't hero think, so. I don't, so again, going back to the kind of new player lobbies, do you think someone is going to go into those lobbies 
and go, oh, I'm going to counterpick Winston by playing oh, this other dude, character. I was streaming earlier today, and because we didn't release Plat Chat today, I had some people, like Plat Chat fanatics, come in here. And, like, I love those guys, you know, supporting the podcast, all that good stuff. But I could definitely tell by the vibes. Some of our listeners, they would definitely be the guy who goes into quick play and just, like, counter some, like, new, new players. Just, like, oh, they're playing, but, like, again, they're this playing is Winston. I'm going to play Road they're on not just facing walk those players. They, they won't get in those them. lobbies. Yeah, they won't get in those lobbies. New players all. are playing the new players. Hey, yes, I know exactly. it's called Plat Chat, but we have like some silver gold listeners in here. It's isn't Plat above silver? You're okay. I'm not. Can we move on? Like that, Johnny. You no, are not getting the point. I will say though. I will no, say I'm that not getting the point. All right, you're not getting the point. We can move on. We have a long podcast. There's one extra detail. If just a silver one gold player. They played the game before. It's not about the fucking level. It's about the amount of hours or minutes they put into the game. Anyway, let's move on. The one. No, Avril has one more point. One last thing I'm going to add is that uh, the whole playing with another player thing and, and how it unlocks a couple of restrictions, uh, that'll also take you out of the new player pool. So if you do queue up with a friend who, unless they're also yeah. a new player, if you queue up with somebody that is like your experience towards with Brain playing League of Legends, uh, you will that player then gets removed from the new player pool and they get put into the regular pool. And so then maybe Hero Falls become an issue, but then my counterpoint would be, well, if you're a new player... They're not going to know how to play those counters, quote unquote counters, anyway. So it's kind of a pointless argument to oh, make. Oh, so you yeah. think it's bound to like the, as they describe in the blog, it's like the first phase and the second phase. You think they like separate those pools? It might so be like a mixture people of are playing the, two. the first phase. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. They know what they're doing. They they've thought about. This. I don't know yeah. what we're talking about. They have about a lot of smart minutes. people behind the. They have uh, so many smart people over there behind the keyboards. Yeah. At least diamond chat at that level, I think. But now we talked it out, so there we go. Amazing. Uh, quick little mentions, endorsements. They're uh, turning three, three different endorsements. You know, shot caller, like friendly, whatever, good teammates, stuff like that. They're turning that into one single thing. So, you know, if you see me in your games, endorse me. Thank you. Uh, I don't know why. It's fun to have a little thing, endorsement thing. Um, the pre-competitive match screen. Usually before, when you queued into a competitive game, you would load into a game. You would see your teammates were what rank they were and for some people like if you were in grandmaster for example you would sometimes have some top 500s on the opposing team and sometimes you would have some masters players on your team basically a wide range of uh, skilled players within a single match and blizzard essentially came out and were like this is not great because even before you've even started playing the game you have like a preconceived notion of how the game is going to go based on how you assess the players on your team versus the enemy team. And most of the time it's bad. Like if you think that you've been shafted by the matchmaking and you have like, I don't know, three Masters players on your team and the opposing team have like four Overwatch League players, then you'll instantly, even before you start the game, you'll be like, well, this sucks. We're going to lose. Well, that will still happen. Like yeah, that will still happen. Three, four but, Overwatch League players against you? Oh, well. I but mean. it won't, won't visually tell you so. You, yes. They won't tell you their rank. And so they were like, this is bad. So you're not going to see, um, you're not going to see their competitive skill tiers um, as you go into the game. But it will show you after, I believe. I think. So it's not like these are unknown people. It would be weird you'll, to never show them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like you'll never know who you played with and who they were. <laughs> it's just at some point you're going to see. Uh, I mean, there's a match history, right? So I don't know. Maybe that carries over and they'll show it appropriately. Um, the ping system, we were talking about this extensively. The ping system is awesome. If you play Overwatch 1 now and you play the Overwatch 2 beta, you're like, I don't have ping. This sucks. I want ping back. It's very helpful. Uh, and then they mentioned the general chat. So um 
What else? There's the anti-cheat stuff, but I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand with the SMS features, I suppose. Unless there's anything else. They just explained a bit who they're working with, like, internally on the Overwatch uh, production team, like, who's working on and how they're, like, working on this. And then also some external uh, forces when it comes to Activision Blizzard King. Um, Blizzard is a founding member of the Fair Play Alliance, a global coalition that empowers people in the games industry to share best practices, knowledge, and tools to create fair and inclusive spaces in gaming. So this is obviously something that Blizzard is really prioritizing, trying to make a fair game where no one cheats and a great experience where uh, you won't face abuse uh, in your everyday experience. So, pretty big blog. Lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. I mean, I'm glad they're putting a lot of... I mean, it's... I think they've been trying to make to do it in other games recently when like to really focus on cutting down on the harassment people can face when playing online games. Obviously, we'll probably never be able to truly eliminate things, but it doesn't mean that we have to throw up our hands and accept that it's like the way things are, right? Um, so it's nice that I think they're trying to take that approach moving forward with Overwatch because I think a lot of games recently have been like, we want to met, we want the space to be as inclusive as possible, even if it's never gonna be perfect necessarily. So yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, there was another blog that dropped. I think it was last week. I can't remember what day it was. Uh, but it dropped last week, and it addressed uh, some of the balance changes that we saw coming into the Countdown Cup. Uh, we we know that these were true now. Uh, with no surprises here. We're not going to talk about them extensively because we've done so the past couple of weeks. Uh, but there is one change that is not in the Countdown Cup. But they talked about going into the uh, the release of the game itself, and it's a new damage passive. So I wanted to talk about this quickly because we haven't addressed it on the podcast. Uh, the damage roll passive, uh, it is eliminations grant 25% increased reload and movement speed for 2.5 seconds. Does not stack with itself, but will refresh the duration, like if you kill or get you know consecutive eliminations, for example. Um, as well as the... Uh, the ultimate charge refund of 30% whenever you swap characters as well. So, added a new real damage roll passive here. Um, it's, does, I think this sounds pretty strong, that you get 25% increased reload and movement speed. Uh, do we agree? Any, anyone who opposes yep. this opinion? It shouldn't be on a limbs, which can basically be two damage from long range. It should be on actual final blows. I... Uh, you yeah, get but so then, many limbs in the game. I've heard people like, complain. It's like, oh, then people are going to KS me and then I can't get my pass. Oh, who the... Avril, where do you these comments, bro? From the, uh, bronze to silver gold players. I mean, I the, the damage can be random sometimes. That's why you see Lucius in the kill feed, right? So, sure. If you're a damage player, sure oh, I didn't Lucio. get my bonus because a Lucio shot this target at the same time. I, I just... I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. I, I, just, I don't like these sort of like conditional passives that are only active via certain states. I When I think of a passive, to me, it really should be something that's always active, like the support and tank passive. They just always exist, right? Um, and someone might be pedant pedantic enough to be like, well, isn't uh, the healing from support conditional? I'm like, yeah, but that's still, I don't know, that's still consistent across the board. Like, you don't need to particularly get an elim or a kill. It's not something that activates when you're winning more and so this is where we enter the discussion of like the fact that not only is it powerful uh but it's also something that only kicks in when you're already kind of winning like if you already have a pick you're already ahead and so now you're just going to be more ahead theoretically which is my main issue with it yeah that seems to be the uh the pervasive opinion it's just like this is probably not great for the game and um 
you know, Mark tweeted the rest of it as well that like if, you know, it makes first the lane even more important because you'll get a boost, you know, movement speed, especially 25% movement speed. That's crazy. For Imagine that on a tracer. Already. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, so... or a soldier, sprinting soldier. It probably yeah. stacks with the sprint, right? Um, so. And reload time too for someone like that is oh, a little yeah. bit insane. Yeah. And think about Ash actually yeah. as well. Like, because you oh, are pretty slow great. Yeah, it reloads a lot. Yeah, and, I mean, and how speed. many limbs do you get with a dynamite? Oh, yeah, you get five because dynamite dun, does dun, a dun, fucking ton of... Yeah, exactly. So you're probably not getting... Not... Wait, not necessarily... Okay, yeah, obviously not five, but you know what I mean. Well, like, no, no, I mean, not necessarily... I'm just, like, thinking a lot. Like, not necessary is in, like, the passive is not necessary. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, no, but no, yeah. It's... It makes sense on a limbs, right? Because, like you said, with lucio and arna sometimes you're like hitting people and yeah you want to give it over to your damage player so he can get his passive but it should be on final blows i don't think it's i don't think the passives need to be a be all and end all of like how the kit actually performs that's why the the support passive right now is like it's good because it's not that overpowered, but you're like, even if your other support bot dies, you feel kind of nice, especially someone like Arna. You don't have to waste your nade. Um, it feels good. But like, and the tank one as well makes sense for a tank. I think they're really struggling to get this uh, DPS passive down. And mm. I'm not sure if they made a new one because they wanted to shift the 30% ult charge. Um, how well, would you say it? Like, you, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they wanted to keep the old DPS passive and just move it to everybody else, so they had to come up with a new one, or they were like, oh, this is kind of boring for only DPS. I just find that ridiculous. It's uh, like, yeah. they don't... I, I I mean, I don't want... I, stop me if I'm moving the conversation along too far here, but like, I don't even know that DPS needs a passive, honestly. I've, I've seen yeah, a lot of people echo that statement as well. I think the consistency across roles, I think you should have a passive. Yeah, but we're I, just running into problems of like, what, what is it? Because it doesn't seem... DPS is already a really strong role that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. They should have just kept it as the old one. The old one was fine. The move speed? I'll, move speed? I'll, no, not move speed. The, the 30%, 30 don't you recharge? Charge. I think that's yeah, really if, they, but if, they give that to, if they give that to everybody, then it's no longer DPS passive. It's just no, like, but that's what I'm saying. Overwatch passive. It should have just been the last patch. Why do we need to have this all across all roles. A DPS, I understood well, it I, for DPS because there, was, there are so many I mean, DPS characters that it's like, okay, there are a lot of times where you need to kind of switch. So keeping that 30% is actually kind of nice. I mean, it's but, understandable for everybody though, because it's like, I think it encourages, well, not, sorry, I don't, shouldn't use the word encourage. It lessens the punishment of swapping. And I do think there's a distinction between that and encouragement. People are saying it's like, oh, Blizzard is saying people don't swap. But then they're doing this to make people swap. I'm like, that's just, it's, it's different because it's, Lessening a punishment is not equal to encouragement. In any case, um, although sometimes it can be correlated. In this case, I just think like it's it does make sense that everybody getting that passive is kind of cool as well because you know it, the gameplay can be more dynamic in a way where like the, it's overall been a positive change for the DPS. I think it's probably good for support and tank as well. But uh, I think just yeah. way less likely to swap if you're a support or a tank. I mean, also, there's going to be a lot more, you bring up, like, there's a lot of DPS character to swap between, but there's also going to be more and more support and tank roles to swap between sure. as the game moves on. So, yeah. like, it's not like we're, it's only going to be DPS as preponderance of roles. There's going to be everyone that should hopefully be equalized. I, I personally have the feeling that, like, I don't really see the consistency argument because at the end of the day, let's say you're, like, a 15-year-old gamer. You're like, I want to play my first FPS. I'm going to play multiplayer. I'm going to play Overwatch 2. <clears throat> when you load to the game, 
um, and you play DPS, you're not going to notice that, like, right away you're like, no one's going to be like, damn, DPS is weak. And then go and search it up. It's like, wait, they don't have a passive? And, like, <laughs> this is why the game's messed up. Everyone's going to be like, wow, DPS is still pretty good. Like, it's all going to be very strong and arguably still remain the strongest role in Overwatch 2. Um, it, it, like, it in many ways, not quite, it wasn't really, but at points it wasn't. Um, so I do think that, like, it's... Like, I, I agree with Avril's point. Like, I don't really see the point of a DPS passive. Um, I especially don't see the point of this one because it occurs just snowballing and it's, like, also just, like, inconsistent how it's applied. I, I would... I don't even know what I'd want to see the DPS passive change be because I do like the old shard swap universal now because, it, like, it encourages everything and we're going to see a lot more supported tank heroes that need to be swapped. And especially because they're going to more generalist design philosophy... Like, you might have to swap. Actually, to be fair, if they're going to more generalist design philosophy, you, swapping would be even technically less important because you could have more universal, like, you can play this hero all the time type of situations. Yeah, um, I, honestly, so. as, as I, like, thought about this change, like, the for the next couple of days when I saw it, I honestly thought that maybe it stemmed from a little bit of just, like, we want DPS roll or damage roll to be a bit more fun. And this is, like, a way for you to proactively, like, enhance your experience as you're, like, popping off but like i they want the damage roll to be more fun that's why it's the, the most damage roll is already the most fun no, like, so you know yeah. let me go on about this before you you go clown on. me yeah, here sorry but, sorry but it almost like the the comparison would be like the on fire mechanic in overwatch one for example which obviously didn't give you anything like if you're on fire in overwatch one you, you you go into voice chat and you're like all good players on fire and that's pretty much all you can do with that mechanic like it doesn't serve any purpose but it would be cool for example you know, this is just a limb right here. But if there was something, for example, if you got three consecutive kills in a game or something, like maybe you're, you know, something would happen to like reward you aesthetically or visually, or in this case, it's, you know, gameplay experience wise for you to like feel good as a player. Like, hey, I got a consecutive 3K, uh, 3K and like now my character is like doing something cool. Like, or you get an AC 130. You get a kill streak. Like, no, God. fuck it. <laughs> I think there's oh better God. ways to visualize that. Like they could, they could. I don't know. I'm not saying they should give you medals like Battlefield, but I was gonna say you could literally turn on fire, but then there's explosive dynamite and like that's bad. No, you get the point though. Like, like being nano is cool, you know. But what could that? But, that, but, that why, but why, why does only DPS players like? that need that too? Why is it only the DPS players? Like, what do tank players not need to be visually fulfilled? They, like, why is it DPS players that's a visual stimulation? I don't. Okay. Never mind. I, I didn't say they couldn't. We can be we can visually enhance any character in the game for whenever they pop off, they can I, do something amazing. I don't know. I see what Johnny's saying. I see what Johnny's saying. It's like if you actually just get a double. But for so many of the Blizzard games, it's like how can we make playing more fun? And this will I, make I, it more fun to damage players. Yeah. I get it. I get it, but I just don't think it needs to be a gameplay effect. I think it like an aesthetic effect. We're talking about being on fire in a theoretical way, cool. But that doesn't need to translate to I get more powerful, right? I think no, that's, that's where no, things sure. get ridiculous. Um, it's also like it one... <laughs> huh? It yeah, could. Yeah, it could. but like, why that's... not give it after a double kill? Like, instead of just a single kill? Because, or like, sorry, an a limb. Um, why not give it after a double a limb or a triple a limb or something? Because that way yeah. it's still activates. And it's like... That makes, like the passive, that makes the passive even less consistent and even less like... Uh, overall relevant and a little bit more you know you, how often are you getting this passive like at what sure. point is it like this does it does, doesn't really even feel like much of a passive anymore if it's not happening but then we were just often. arguing that I mean, they didn't need a passive right. 
Yeah, that's what I'm also saying. But the, but the other problem that we didn't even discuss about this passive is that the disparity between how it applies to every hero, because it's like it, not every hero benefits in the same way. Yeah, Heroes like Tracer and Reaper go sicko mode on this passive, especially Reaper who just wants to run you down. Yeah. Uh, but then heroes like Hanzo who don't True. reload get nothing, like get barely anything out Ooh, of it. Yeah, what does and then, Hanzo get? And then here, and then, maybe? what about like, does that count as a reload though? We don't know. Then then you mm. get another one. This is uh, something that Widowmaker players brought up. But if you randomly tag a player and get an Elam at the wrong time, uh, the increased movement speed is going to fuck your muscle memory memory for like moving and, and aiming and precision. It's like you know you're you you might overstep a shot potentially and just stuff like that, which. You know, is a small we're, deal. We're going, dude. No, we're going back to the fucking. I remember Bren freaking out because my muscle memory is broken because Widow has 175 HP and she can't like one shot as like consistently anyone. Okay, that's like that's that. different. Like, that's not muscle like, memory. That's that's just that's mathematics. This is more like you're literally moving at a different rate, and so you're gonna over overshoot your movement to line up your aim and stuff like that. I think that is legitimate, but. Um, yeah, what I'm basically trying to get at is it's like this, the strength of this passive is not even uniform across all the heroes it applies to, which is yeah. just make certain heroes insane with this passive Agreed. and other DPS heroes like yeah, might even be a detriment, yeah. to be honest with you. We gotta got move DPS along just here. Don't need a passive. Yeah. Just don't need a passive. And you know, I'll say it for all of us fuck the DPS players. They have enough. They don't need any more. Yeah. So, you know, that's, their, their DPS be... passive is they deal more damage to everybody else and they have like twice the hero pool. True. There you go. That's the passive. Well, uh, I think this is the one thing that people uh, didn't really pick up on in the blog uh, that might be also very concerning for me, considering that none of us like this passive. Uh, another change that I'm scared of is it says in the bottom here. However, in the future seasons, we may continue to experiment with what these passives do <laughs> as we look to shake up the meta regularly. And if you I start shaking up now. the strength of the roles for like different seasons, that gets me worried, all right? I understand like balancing characters because you're like, hey, you know, not enough people are playing Orisa, for example, so we're going to give her a little bit of a buff, you know, make her introduce her more. But if you start messing with people's roles, um, I mean, yes, it might serve like the queue purpose. Like, for example, like support has like a six minute queue and like, how can we get people sure, to that's support sure, buff a little bit? But like, I don't know, that just concerns me a little bit. It just concerns me that you like might shift or like like try to change the dynamic unnecessarily of like how strong support role is for example and then you'll have people who go like oh supports are really really ridiculous in this meta so as a tank player i'm not even gonna bother because like this season is not my like strong in my role and like not good for my experience so i don't know it it, it, it gives me anxiety that they're gonna change role passives like each and then every season to mess with the I don't of the think game. that's what they're insinuating, though. I think you're like looking way too far into that. Maybe. Like, I mean, they're not gonna, I, look, I've been, been burned many the, times. Yeah, just huh. literally read the text, though. Like we we may experiment and continue to experiment with them. I don't think I don't think shifting a role's strength, you know, to or from like oh, really overpowered to like not so much overpowered is going to be affecting the player cues or anything like that like this is kind of what we wanted as well if we go back to what we were even in the fucking jungle queen meta like god damn we need that change asap and it you know couldn't come soon enough i think changing them every season pretty bad but changing them or like experimenting with them like they said every couple of seasons or something just to see what works is not a bad thing at all i think that's yeah, but, just well, mixing the game up in a live service game and i think we're very much stuck in this old way of thinking i we wanted these fucking changes forever dude if 
this shit came out and like go to everybody be like holy fuck yes dude Woo! next season we get to play not fucking goats like i don't think it's a bad thing i think people just freaking out maybe a little bit too much you you just wait and see which is what we've been doing for the last like six fucking months is like is this shit op i don't fucking know can we play it yet maybe next week when the beta comes out we'll see if it's overpowered i actually think that's a really good point joss you 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 actually just like stumped me you took my boomer ass of like how i think about overwatch (laughs) and you just like fucking what's it called like the the wrestling movie like they just gravestoned me and i just like oh like you just well, let me counterpoint really I, quick. I, I, sure, but I, I do appreciate that yeah. perspective, Joss, because uh, I am definitely of the classic mindset, and so yeah. The, well, the counterpoint is like I I am concerned about them potentially uh, <laughs> fixing what ain't broke, and that's a problem as well. Because like you, they, if if a passive sure. feels good and it's kind of solved, then it's like right. Currently, tank and support passive feels fine. And you kind of mess with something that isn't broken, you have a high likelihood of making it worse and making a change that's unnecessary. I would want to avoid novelty, and I'm, I'm maybe a little concerned from the novelty aspect of like, oh, we'll change it for the sake of change it, which I wouldn't agree with. I feel like you know, if we, balance is one thing, but like fucking with passives is is very different because you know you're screwing with the entire role versus just one hero. Because when you're doing balancing, you're looking at just one hero, maybe how they interact with other heroes. But passives are very tricky because it just it's a very wide sweeping thing. And uh, I think Blizzard got to be careful of that. I, I would prefer if they kind of just f- figured it out, found something that works, and then just didn't touch it. Just leave it. Because... I think... Sorry. Um, I think because the passive thing is so new, that's why they put it in there. It's like, we're going to still experiment because, yeah, we've changed if there the are DPS problems. one If there are problems, times. then yes, I agree. But, Plus, but if they find something that works, I think they should just leave it. Yeah, but like that's where the, the feedback comes in from the general player base. Like They've been very vocal about looking at the general player base how many players are playing each role like and the general feedback of the character or the abilities from the new uh, new heroes and shit like that and like in this instance the new passives they're way more willing now and they've already shown that to make sweeping changes on things that people do not like and so if there is a point where the passives are like oh this is actually in a good stead i have faith in them just from what they've gone on and what we've seen so far in the Overwatch League, that they will step in and say, okay, we're happy with this right now. We're probably not going to fuck this around just for the yeah. sake of it. And I don't right. think they we're, would we're on the do same that page. Yes. Because it's a fucking live service game. Do they want to push players away? No. Are they going to listen to players' feedback? Yes. Because if the live service game doesn't attract new players and doesn't keep yeah. the same players playing and buying the battle pass and shit, then the game is going to go under. So why would they ignore that? I think it's a very valid point, though. Um, but just from what they've said and what they've done so far, I, I think, think we're on the same page. Yeah, I also think um, you know, bad, bad first impression maybe to release this damage change and then like everyone almost collectively goes, "This is a bad change." Like you know, and they're scared of like what this could look like in action with every elimination damage players get out of control, for example. But maybe if it was a better role change and we got this so seen to us as Jaws mentioned, for example, like if this was a great role passive, like the support ones, for example, that we're really grateful for, and then they said, however, in the future we may continue to experiment, we would have been like the opposite, or I would have been the opposite on this podcast, for example, and been like, awesome, they're experimenting with role passive. So I think it's great perspectives you can have on this uh, topic, and like we'll see what to do with the role passives. I was certainly a bit narrow-minded in that regard, but, you know, you can also look forward to potential tank changes, and, like, maybe they'll do some ridiculous with the tank role. I appreciate that. You know, give us movement speed. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) 
give us movement. No, I, I just don't know. know why they. I just don't know why they got rid of the ten percent movement speed in the first place, only to then bring back this, which is even more move speed for DPS. You know, Wait, that, you that to me is or... a little backwards. You're on hmm? crack, right? You, yes, you're, I am you're on crack. The crack pipe. Dude, What's the issue? You, that I do think that's quite different. Having like a permanent move speed and like not interacting with the game whatsoever. It's a very um, small like move speed in comparison. Yeah, but versus actually interacting with fights and then gaining a reward from those fights to like just a, a passive that is permanently active that did make things like Soldier and Tracer and shit like that almost impossible to counter as a support or a tank. I mean, that's why, the, that's why they reduce sprint by 10% to, to equalize it so you're not getting insane. Yeah. But, you know. but you're still not interacting with the game. At least this way you are. But, but this is like an overshoot though because you interact with the game but then boom you get an insane move speed which yeah. i don't know that that's healthy either because if move speed was a problem then why are you getting an insane move speed now even if there's an interaction well the result ends up being i'm talking about the result here the result ends up being 25 percent move speed right that's that's a lot it is quite a lot yeah i mean it is 2.5 seconds i'm just willing to well. see how it plays out 2.5 seconds is not that long so yeah we'll see how it plays i am not very optimistic but we'll we'll have to see how it plays of course before we you know, like me, like I've already done, make rash uh, opinions about it. Uh, but yeah, we got to move on. We got a long show and we, I mean, we're literally just on the second or third uh, topic point anyway. Uh, Want to talk quickly about uh, Paddy Pound retiring from the LA Gladiators. Uh, I do believe we addressed Ants last week. So, uh, you know, two game players retired from the LA Gladiators. Paddy Pound this time around retires from Overwatch um, in this blog post with the LA Gladiators. Stemmed from some wrist injuries that started around the midseason madness, for example. That's why we saw Shu on Sojourn uh, for some time. Then obviously they picked up Happy uh, to fill this sort of like hitscan role for the LA Gladiators. Um, wow, I misspelled Gladiators. Um, good run for Paribon, though. I, what an amazing story. I mean, he redeemed his sort of like contenders um, experience, of course, like being part of contender for such a long time and then his world cup appearances with thailand and people were like wow this great uh, this guy is going to come into the overwatch league someday and be great and he definitely was this season yeah i mean yeah. patapan was i mean he started out kind of slow i think the whole like what was it the uh 4k sr meme 3800 sr meme like <laughs> that definitely hit different in that the beginning of the wow. season Funny though. um but it was he, he rapidly improved i think after that and showed that he still had what it took to compete at the top level in overwatch um it is a shame that he left now because i personally think like obviously i don't think the gladiators are currently bad at all i think they're very good i think happy can like grow into the role of like being that like more of that flex player in a way like or not so much a flex, well actually kind of a flex like a sombra tracer um more so than a hard hit scan but it definitely would be really nice for Glad right now, I think, if they had Patapan um, in terms of the current meta. So it is unfortunate for them. Uh, but uh, overall, I think for Patapan, he's a, he's a legend of the fucking game, you know? He's a legend, like, he came, left Overwatch when he was, like, 16, came back when he was, like, many years older, and then still looked really, really good on one of the best teams in the world after and showed a drastic improvement after doing amazing international event in Valorant and, like, who knows where he ends up next and what um you know what his career is going to be but he's proven that he is a multi-game top tier talent so yeah yeah absolutely. i definitely think he i will obviously wish he was around for a little bit longer but yeah i think the legacy is kind of ridiculous i don't know how many players have done that before you kind of leave one you dominate one game leave dominate another one and then come back and you start dominating again like it's pretty nuts like i think he's going to be missed and 
I think one of the big things that a lot of people miss is like how kind of funny he was and like a little bit goofy, you know, like uh, Summer Showdown, especially. I think just him doing some dumb stuff behind the camera and like actual like a big personality within the scene. I think that's what a lot of people are going to miss along along with his play, obviously. But, um, you know, personality a lot of the time does shine through uh, through that. So, yeah, kind of kind of blows. It, it does. And um, Vlad's are now down to two DPSs as well. So I wonder how that's going to affect them for the rest of the season, given that they have uh, been pretty adamant about running three. I think a lot of teams would prefer to run three DPSs if they can for the flexibility. Um, there are obviously certain metas and compositions that Glads might struggle in with only Happy and Kevster. Um, of, you know, when we look at Happy, he is like a very standard hit scan player that doesn't deviate out of the hit scan pool really, right? Unless I'm wrong there. Um, I don't even I don't know if Happy has a tracer at all, but you you know you you'd want Kevster on that role e even if he did, which means there's a potential of like a Jimu leave kind of situation happening here where like the the flexibility of uh the heroes is not going to be quite where you want it to be just because of certain hero pools like happy not being able to cover some of the flexes might prevent kevster from you know moving on to other heroes like how if you wanted to play um tracer genji for example i don't know that you could achieve that with happy kevster right because unless happy would have to play one of the tracer or the genji for that uh, i think um, to work out. i think happy played some tracer in the t when he was on houston outlaws last year I, I remember seeing Happy on Tracer being like, it, you know, not amazing, but it was good. I think it was good. I think it was like, like surprisingly good for the perception that people were like, Happy right. is like a Widowmaker, long range. And, and, if, guy. and if that's the case, then then they'll pro maybe they'll be fine. But like, even then, I think there's a difference between like, yeah, this is serviceable and holy shit, that's Kevstar on Tracer. Yeah, I mean, so. championship aspirations. But I think you're right as well, Avril, when it comes to like the Sombra and the May that Patipan played earlier this year. That ha happy now, for example, I don't know how good happy's May is, you know. <laughs> so I think your point is valid, Avril. Bill. It, so, and I, I think Glads would be smart to avoid those situations. Like, I think if it if it ends up being like Trace against you, they'll try and like dodge that and just play something else to their player strengths. Yeah. Um, in a way, kind of like what Guangzhou Charger doing, right? Where it's like, no, we're just gonna force the Jim, Jimmy Sojin because that's his best hero, right? Uh, so I think there are, the meta is thankfully open enough that teams can sort of just force their own way through uh if they need to but yeah. it is a it is a interesting position for the glads to be in uh typically dps hasn't been a role for them that they lack flexibility in but uh i'm sure they'll navigate it but it is definitely a hurdle yeah um all right moving on uh let's jump into some of the recaps for north american themes um and let's start with the san francisco shock here the san francisco shock they started stage 0 and 2 Obviously, the number one seed in North American region, but let's talk about their performance in the past week. Uh, some tank flexibility issues here, you know, some Mikey a lot of the time, so some of Kalush, but this is definitely not the way that I think San Francisco Shock fans expected their team to start uh, the Countdown Cup. Obviously, I think they had one regular season loss going into this tournament, and now they had two in one weekend, so not great for yeah. them. Um, you know, we saw... So, you know, just to, to give context here, like we saw Mikey, for example, on that ball against the Washington Justice, and um, they were able with, to abuse that with Kalios playing a really good diva. They played double flex support some of the time, uh, Luciana. Uh, so some good stuff for Washington Justice counter shock. And then also uh, they had another loss where, you know, they, they did play well against the Houston Outlaws, but Sam had some struggles um, on the Sombra, for example. He looked okay on it. 
uh, we can talk about more about that later um violet was playing Ana, whereas finn was playing sen so definitely some comp composition issues here for the san francisco shock um are we worried or do we think this is just like they'll figure it out and we've been really high on the shock because essentially they they lost one match in three stages and now they lost two so you know it looks very panicky like what happened they lost two matches in a row but actually this is just kind of normal for even like some of the best can I, teams can i drop in a, a, a spicy take in here oh spicy takes. i think this is a i think this is a uh, I think they've been potentially, I don't want this to sound too accusatory, but I think there's been some potentially bad coaching calls in here as far as composition choices go. I think, uh, I think ball is fucking shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I think ball is really bad in this meta. Um, and this is just a wrong call. I, uh, correct me if wrong, have other teams made a serious attempt to play ball outside of shock? Because I haven't seen it in APAC except for the one map that Gaga went for it versus a Goose Ray Ryan, which is different. Like that's a, that's a matchup specific choice. Here, Shock just seemed like they want to roll out of the ball on a number of oh, different maps and just kind of force it. We're in a Sombra meta, guys. We're in a Sombra meta where Sombra is actually legitimately good. And you want to play a ball. And by the way, it's not just a Sombra meta. It's a Sombra plus Ana, two things that really screw Ball's gameplay. And Mikey's forcing Ball. To me, that ain't it. To me, that's a horrendous call. I mean, no one... I can't remember off the top who else has played Ball, but yeah, definitely no one else... No one else, but I do know for a fact that no one else has tried to force the ball as heavily as Shock. Yeah. Um, that is they're forcing it fact. and losing. It's like, yeah. I on. mean, I'm not only going to echo your point where I think the Shock decisions with the play ball are bad coaching calls. I'm going to say that I actually am worried about the Shock tank line in general um, right now because everything in North America, obviously APAC, it's... Um, I think there's a lot more there's a lot more there's still a lot more like finding stuff out and like people are like playing different things but in north america everything i've heard and everything i've seen is trending towards we're going to a hard diva meta hard diva with like teams like fuel planes aria um and i think i know that and is. then like and then vancouver and then vancouver will play orissa <laughs> so like <laughs> like overall like this meta for shock is mikey doesn't shouldn't be playing because he's gonna ball Winston player, and then Kalusha's diva when he's been in has been fine, but it did not look great the match that he played. Um, so I actually worry not only for the shocks coaching decisions, but I worry like how well their tanks are gonna perform in this particular matter in general. Because like, sure, Kalusha's uh, a well-rounded tank player, but his diva didn't look amazing when he played it. But they're just still putting more time. There's plenty more time to get better. And, and finally, on top of that, I think Shock also have been skating by for a lot of this year off of the back of Proper's performances. And if Proper mm. doesn't just like hard fucking pound, they will not look as good um, in this stage, which could be an issue, obviously, for them. Like if Proper does have legitimate health issues, if he doesn't, like because in the matches that he played this weekend, he was good still. He was not Proper as annihilating like everyone in the either. Hard to carry in this matter. So, like. but that's the thing, though. It's like I think Shock have gone away a lot this season comparatively of some sloppy team play because Proper has done more than every other DPS player in North America, essentially. So, I want to add in um really quick because uh, I know other people want to jump in. I just want to add in something off the back of what uh, Connor just said. Uh, first of all, I, I actually think the APAC meta is a bit a lot more stable than NA currently, and the, my proof for that is that there is way less fluctuation in what the compositional choices are in APAC compared to NA. For example, not a single second of Arista is being played in NA, uh, in APAC rather. Very small amounts of D.Va, almost none. Uh, or no ball, except for, again, the, the one exception of Gaga playing it to counter the Brawl comp of Hangzhou. 
So whereas in A, we're playing all sorts of different shit. Um, yeah, but in Apex, they're playing like isn't Gushui now? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to talk about Gushui was still playing a lot of Winston, was he not? Winston, sorry, yeah, there's a lot right. of Winston gameplay. There's a lot of Winston. Lot of Winston. It's mainly yeah. I can I can break it down to two heroes: Winston and Zarya. Those are the yeah. two meta types. To speak about the the shock tanks as well. Well, actually, the other point you made, you're saying like maybe we're heading to a diva meta. My counterpoint to that would be I don't agree that we're heading into a diva meta. Instead, I think a lot of NA teams are forcing a diva because all, a lot of NA teams just have off tanks. There are very few main tanks that exist on the NA teams, and the ones that do exist, like Gator, are like perma bench and not playing. So when you have like almost everybody, their starting tank is an off tank player for better or worse. Diva starts to shoot up in playtime a lot, whereas you see an APAC because there's a lot more main tanks still in there. There's a lot more Winston gameplay. Yeah, but I think the problem with that and is that Winston, in my opinion, it gets hard shredded by Diva in this meta currently. That's my personal opinion. Obviously, we'll see if it remains true. I think Winston gets hard fucking shredded in this meta by Diva. It's shredded more by Reaper than Diva, in my opinion. Yeah, but there's two different. That means there's two different counters. You could play Reaper Diva. You could play then, Reaper Zarya. My like, my next point would be instead of a Diva meta, I would more strongly argue it's a Zarya meta. I don't think it is a Zarya meta because well, I guess actually in a way, yeah, you might be correct in that you could play the Zarya, uh, the Zarya Reaper, which is fair. But the point, but I think for North America, I guess I should clarify for North America, we're turning towards a Diva meta, which you're right. But yes. I think it, overall, I don't think Winston is the pick. Is the point I'm trying to make. I don't think Winston is the pick moving forward. I don't think Ball is the pick. I think we're going to trend more towards that Diva Zarya swap up mostly is what we're going to be seeing. I Yeah, I actually think we're so early in this meta that, I mean, the cop-out answer is that like it's map dependent um, and also it depends on the play styles. But honestly, the teams we've seen have most success is just honestly when they play like a tank hero that caters to their play style. Because mm -hmm. you can play like Winston, and when I watched Shanghai Dragons, for example, I was like pretty impressed by the fact that they played, you know, Winston into like, you know, the Saria thing that Guangzhou were playing. And still like making rather good decisions about when it came to like positioning and like utilizing leap and like utilizing space, stuff like that, right? Whereas other teams like, you know, Washington Justice, like Collier's playing D.Va, like it looks, it looks good at times, like they do a really good job. And then you have Dallas Fuel playing Saria. So as long as you play a composition that like caters to your team's play style and what your tank is really good at, I think you can make something out of really whatever, as long as you like execute properly, right? So... I don't know if there's one going to be one dominant composition, but I do think when you watch some of these teams play, they're really like trying to push a composition that they're perhaps not like really great at. So for the shock, for example, I mentioned earlier that I wasn't in love with Sam Sombra. Like, I think Sam Sombra was like was good. Um, I think he identified like the right situations, like UCMP, like the right dive targets, etc. He was just off sync with the San Francisco shock. Like he would use UCMPs, and there was no follow up. He would use UCMPs, and the rest of the shock were peeling for the backline, like stuff like that. And so that's just an example of like they're trying to play this meta composition, and maybe they read the shock's readers like we want Mikey in there to be able to play Winston most of the time, but when they play whatever thing, we play Mikey Ball. And like Mikey Paul obviously didn't work, but maybe Shock's read is we want to favor these kind of Winston compositions, but they didn't execute well, so it looks worse than what that comp actually might be in the current meta. So um, it seems to me like it's a little bit all over the place, though. I don't, I don't think we can really set like one composition rules all. Like if you're Dallas, I'm, 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 I'm already, I'm putting, I'm hard committing to the Zarya. I'm hard committing to Diva. About Zarya. I'm hard committing Diva Zarya. Diva Zarya will be the two dominant compositions by the end of the stage. I think Diva North America will be the ninety percent of what's played. So, okay. Do you think it'll be like Diva with, with like some of the Sombra tracer we saw? Like it'll depend on what you're playing it because, like, let's say for 
Depends on what you're playing. Because for like Avril said, Zarya is really good into the Diva. But for example, you could just play like Diva Sombra Reaper and you could realistically run over the Zarya, right? Like No, but the Zarya Reaper is much better. Because as you well, bubble the Reaper, it's like you can bubble him, but you could also just matrix the Reaper damage, right? And like yeah. if you just don't shoot the bubble, the Zarya doesn't get charged. Yes, and the Diva does nothing while matrixing while the Zarya is still doing damage and is right. Well, yeah, but the point being is that like there's still an option. There's still an option here, right? And also, like you can still Grav is a real ultimate and self-destruct is not a real ultimate. That's a big uh, that's where you're wrong. Uh, because you can zone. <laughs> because you can zone, pal. You can zone. <laughs> but, zone I, game. I, but, but overall, I do think that Diva Zarya are gonna be the two dominant compositions, they're gonna end up being the two best. And I agree with Avril that I think for North America, at least, we're going to trend towards a 90% Diva meta. And I can also say as well, like, the Diva really is the off-tank Winston. Like, if, you have an, if you're an off-tank player and you don't naturally have Winston and Hero Pool, you are going to head towards Diva as the alternative option, especially for maps like Dorado, where verticality matters, right? Um, so it's really, it's just two, I see two strong metas coming through. It's a dive meta where you're either playing Diva, Sombra, or Winston, Sombra. I, that's still within the same archetype, just depending on the Hero Pool. And then you have the, the Zarya meta, which is the Zarya Reaper stuff, which is more of like a ground brawl type of base kind of thing. Those are the two predominant compositions I see forming out of this. I definitely agree with Connor's point on uh, D.Va kind of shredding Winston. You got like a little bit more damage now on Micromissiles and shit like that. And if you just get up in his face, I I would tend to agree with going towards more of a Zarya D.Va. But I think that's, I think it's a bad thing. Because even to touch on what Johnny said, like... Right now, it's like how you want to play. And like Dallas Fuel, for example, do want to trend towards that Diva, uh, sorry, the Zarya, because they have been so good with it in the past, like so good. And having a lot of off-tank players in the West, it feels like we got a lot of off-tank players and a lot of Diva players uh, in the West. Um, it would make the most sense. Yes. Also, being able to protect your backline like that, because the majority of the time right now we are playing the Zen. Well, it's the Zen and the Lucio. I guess it 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 depends, but we are seeing a lot more of the Zen. It makes the most sense to run Diva over the Winston because Matrix is infinitely more available than uh, a Bubble is. From it, it, to be fair, a Bubble is from Azaria too, right? Um, a Bubble from Azaria or a Bubble from Winston. So it would make a lot more sense to have this Diva be pushed in the meta more than the more than the the winston but maybe that is also, because i think you can force bubbles easier than you can force matrix I, in this meta i think yeah oh a bubbles are bubbles are yes. far easier to be gotten out of than the matrix like especially with zen being such a key staple also on that point with zen like it's so easy to destroy winston shield as zen like in these zen comps like it doesn't take that much like historically like the zen yada yeah is kind of annoying but like zen can also peel for himself against the winston too which is kind of nice but like so you just fucking pound that shit with the orbs, like it destroys it. My argument for Winston and a lot of why I think Winston is still viable, especially for teams that are relying on main tank players and not off tank players, is because it enables the Anna. Whereas you look at the Diva comps, you you talk about the Zen already, right? Um, you you don't play the Anna in that unless you're unless you're going double flex support, which is different. But I'm seeing stuff like Zen Brig, whereas in APAC it'll be more like Anna Lucio or Anna Brig. Uh, with a very rare Anna Zen in there, possibly as well. And the uh, Anna and I'm just going to interrupt Avril. But NA played like, I think it was like 70% yeah. Anna Zen. It was, was Anna it? Zen. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, the case. Uh, Anna Zen with Diva, is that correct? Yep. A lot of Anna Zen with Diva for the team. Because, then, what you, because if they push your backline, you nano. Or... You nano. 
Somber, Somber Tracer? Tracer, pretty much. Yeah. Who gets the nano? Yeah. Who gets the nano then? then? That actually it depends. So Throw if you're pushing, mode. if you go yeah. for, if you go for a backline push, to just exclusively roll a backline or to get someone that's pushing, you nano your diva to punish them because with the extra damage they get blown up really quickly so, and you can eat the nades. Or if they push your backline, you nano the zin and just have the zin donk walk. There was a lot of nanos. Yeah, so I was a lot of nanos. So cool. my position on the speaking about about Winston, the interaction with the anime, it's very obvious you nano the Winston, but. There's also, you're either playing for the DPS position, there's predominant meta is uh, Sojin, it's between these three DPSs, Sojin, Sombra, Reaper. One, two out of those three with the Winston and a Lucio. Um, and it, it, the, the nano targeting is so much more straightforward because obviously you're going for the Winston or the Genji there, or the Reaper there, and you have very clear uh, win conditions off those nanos. And it's a lot more easier to sort of execute those win conditions versus what I'm hearing from more of a diva Anna kind of situation where it's not as clear and you're, it's more conditional on like, oh, we're going to play for more of an anti-dive and protect our Zen versus let's nanoblade and just fucking win, right? Like that's very different. Yeah, it, it, still though, I don't know how, I've, I not that I've seen that nano Genji versus nano Sen much recently, but I do think that the nano Sen actually worked really well at like counter, countering some of these dives coming through. Like I was impressed like repeatedly by how effective the nano senyata was and so that like that is probably why i'm hesitating to agree with you avril because i i saw them just like nano in finn for example on san francisco shock and i'd be like holy shit he literally just like got half his health and now he takes 50 percent damage reduced um to kill the senyata like that's literally like you you put a pulse bomb on sen and he won't die from it like it's it's nuts so there, i definitely like saw the effectiveness of some of these compositions where you play double flex support so um, but at the same time, I've seen like some really good Winston compositions in APAC too. Like for example, teams playing like Sojourn, Tracer, Winston. I'm like having great success with that, especially like baiting out their opponent. Like how does a Diva comp advance? How does a Zara comp advance with double flex support without you being picked apart by like, for example, a Zara bubble blowing someone up, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that is kind of like why I'm on the fence. Cause like I've seen the effectiveness um, of all this different stuff. Uh, there's, there was definitely more like double double flex support and like more diva being played in na this week um even like against some saracombs like for example boston is an interesting team that for example they played diva double flex support i think into florida mayhem sorry on paraiso and you're like how are you making diva work on a close range map like paraiso versus Azaria? like a diva is theoretically supposed to just like be destroyed and maybe you know some of that was execution from florida's part for example but you can definitely make these compositions work even when the map design or theoretically it shouldn't I... work and then also i want to add in like i hear what we haven't talked about is um hmm. is junker queen actually not that i think the junker queen is great or anything but also like it feels a similar role of a diva uh in actually that like you have a less hitbox versus sombra tracer and so whereas sombra tracer is really good versus diva because you have a huge hitbox you put discord orb like you destroy the diva a junker queen is actually like able to fend off like doomfist stuff like that you have a lot of close range damage you don't want to go up close against a, uh, a junker queen so uh it's a bit all over the place yeah I'm going to add in that I think part of the reason why the meta read is different is two part. One that I've explained, which is A, a lot of more off tank players in NA compared to APAC. And B, there's a lot more double flex supports available in those NA rosters as well. Whereas if you look at the APAC rosters, it's mainly flex support, main support as a duo. And there's not that yeah. extra option. Unless we're looking at either Shanghai with Bebe, which we can all argue, I don't know. If if he should be playing and then you look at spark where they have four sports outside of those teams it's zerny as far away nisha monk langsa molly fix the aim god here is vendame it's a very static flex support main yeah, sport so they're not going to go towards a double flex sport because that's not their strength so this is part of the other reason why we're seeing 
a change up in um meta read and also you have teams like soul where like smurfs obviously got to play winston over a diva or zara stuff like that's his main hero and you have you know unless your name is going to a charge where you literally have double off tags every other team has a main tank that they can rely on that's part of the that, that would be yeah. my reasoning for the difference yeah. in meta i mean this happens I in literally i don't think we should overreact from this either like this happens in literally every other game like even in valorant like some regions are known for playing some compositions over others and like having a different style and so you go to these international events and you're like what the fuck are these guys playing like they're playing some weird comp we've never seen in any either it happened before the overwatch league where you know EU and NA would play way more Reinhardt, for example, and Korea would play way more Winston. So, like, these divides China happen. China would play Roadhog. Uh, China would play Roadhog. And it's just, just like... Just the worst. Part of it is honestly also that you have, like, these different scrim medals. Like, the, the APAC teams, they have less scrim partners, you know, and they have different circumstances. And so, they're never going to play, like, great diva teams. And then all of a sudden, in NA, you have, like, three great diva teams. And so, that alters, like, I can your tell practice you, experience. So, yeah. And I, I think we've maybe touched upon this. I'm not going to dive into this topic. But, like, as far as scrim partners goes, contenders is on the same countdown cut patch. Contenders Korea, especially. And I just finished casting O2 Blast in their finals. And the top contenders career teams are playing the same meta almost exactly as the APAC Overwatch League team. So it's across the board in Asia. That's just what they're playing, that's even at the contenders yeah. level. Definitely doesn't help. The region is way too small. Yeah. But that's what I'm arguing. It's it's like, it's not small when you include I'm all not the argue, strong contenders. I'm not arguing there, but I'm saying like in there as well. Overwatch, the region in itself, like APAC is... They only, yeah, they only have seven a, teams. It's a, not great. A meta point. Yeah. It's, right. it's very small. It's it's kind of unfortunate that the the region yeah. itself. But I don't think they have a lack of practice partners. Is the point I'm trying to get across? No. Yes. Yeah. Mine was uh, more a meta point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I 100 agree there. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a good observation. Uh, I mean, I I think by default you're going to could make an argument that like if you put Dallas Fuel, San Francisco Shock, and LA Gladiators in the same location, that you're probably going to have a better time practicing those teams than LA Valiant or Fusion or. Um, even contenders teams, as good they might be. Uh, I want to move on from the meta read. I feel like we got our points across here pretty decently. Uh, Dallas Fuel, they started 2-0 this past week, and they played a lot of Saria. Uh, so, I guess their trajectory now, do we think that they can overtake the San Francisco Shock with the number one seed? They are about tied, I think, now for league points. San Francisco Shock has a superior map differential. But if we had to like pick one team that is like the best for the rest of the year, would we rather pick Dallas Fuel as the better team of the rest of the year, or would we go with the Shock still? And their continued regular season dominance. I mean, Dallas Fuel won Summer Showdown, so you know. <laughs> My answer is going to depend. Was it who was the audience flaming us for loving Shock or hating Shock? They were flaming us. They, we're just well, talking about Shock for which for which thing? They flamed <laughs> us because true. we talked too much about Shock, but they also flamed us because I think I or maybe it was just me, but like people were like, like I, I've definitely when I when I went to like oh I think Fuel is looking to be the best people were like Shock fans were very upset that I didn't rate them number one. Shock mm. fans have been a bit upset with me for a while that I haven't rated them number one in North America for a while. Um, and at this point, even if they are number one See. at points, I'm probably still not going to put them number one just to piss them off like Fusion fans. So just win a tournament, please, and then you know we'll talk. I mean, yeah, just win a tournament. Literally, just win a yeah. tournament and also look good like without proper carrying your ass. Like just literally, just like you're great. There's a lot of good pieces, but you got to do more. I'll hop on the, the Mayhem bus here. I will agree. I think, uh, especially in this meta with Dallas Fuel's hero pool and like their flexibility and their ability to play a tank, that is good. I think the Dallas Fuel right now, they, they very well could. I mean, how many league points are they at right now? Do we know? They're at, they're, at the uh, they're tied, right? Yeah, they're tied. 23 with Shock. So they're tied with Shock right now. 
Yeah. Yes. There is a very good. Yeah. And what the very fuck is the schedule going on? Let me. The record is small, by the way, tied 17 3, 17 3. Yeah. Dallas Fuel so, are playing Vancouver Titans, London Spitfire. Houston All right, so yeah, the they overtake the fucking shock here. Then yeah. um, I I do well, see a point well, where the, the shock. Well, Jaws, Jaws. Well, San Francisco well. shock. They're playing Toronto Defiant, Atlanta Rain, the Atlanta Rain, Paris Eternal, London Spitfire, and they have the better map differential. So you need shock to lose a match. Yeah, one of those so, matches. Do you think they lose to Toronto or Atlanta? Maybe They'll lose they to Atlanta. Lose to, maybe they lose to Atlanta. Yeah, lose I to think. Atlanta. Okay, Connor says 100%. I'm just the way the games are going recently, not gonna lie, probably wouldn't uh, put my money on 100% or anything. But they do get they do get a couple of nice games, obviously, in the last week, like you said, Paris, right? And London, yeah, London, London, Paris. So, like, you, you would expect them to kind of win those, like 100%. But the, the Dallas Fuel, I think, right now, they are the stronger team, like 100%. Yep. I think the way I'm not going over it again, the tank play recently from Shock has not been good. Yeah, yeah. Tasmo paid me to say this, but um, I think uh, Dallas are the best. Their tank um, line is so good. Their DPS is. line is still like they have Doha back on Sombra. <laughs> like they have Doha coming back on Sombra. The biggest downside to the fuel is that they do not have a super effective double flex warp backline if they run right. That is the biggest sure. downside to the fuel. I don't um, think they need it, but they don't need it. If they're if their Zarya plays perfect, they don't necessarily need it. Is the thing. See, so. I, I think Dallas are on the money with the meta. And obviously, I'm I'm a little... I've already stated my case and what I think, like... My, what am I? My opinion of the strong meta is I think it's Zarya-focused because Zarya allows you to play both Genji and Reaper options, play the, play the Ana as well with the great nano targets. Um, and Dallas feel good to play their greatest hits. I mean, any meta where you get to put Hanbin on one of his fucking Chad picks over the either the Zarya or the Junk Queen or whatever, or the Sigma, you are in for a good time for Dallas. You are in for a damn good time. Doha... We already knew he was going on the Sombra. Some people might be confused about the Edison Genji. I can explain that very easily as well. Part of the, re the reason why Edison's still in is because you want to have the flexibility to go between both Reaper and the Genji. Um, and they trust Edison far more on the Reaper, which is why Sparkle's not in. So Edison will even play the Genji just because you want great bubble targets for Humber to play through. So, you know, they, they have that going for them. Then you get Fielder. Still nice and to show that, show, And I just... Not like huh? we knew that Edison had a great Genji and just like, hey. I, I think it's cool, but it's, it's, that's a bit of a callback. I can't remember Edison used Didn't to play, play with Jizu Busan. I can't I'm remember. Sure he played. I'm pretty sure he used to do it with Jizu Busan. He would play Tracer Genji. He played Tracer like, Genji. Yeah. With, with, I know, with, I know with, he had uh, Tracer Cassie. Hanzo. He definitely had Tracer yeah. Hanzo back then. But he anyway, was like kind of like a decay. He was the best player on that fucking team. You see that? You see Jizu Busan's record? Jesus fucking Christ. They were like last place in every fucking tournament. I just want to say, like, he was the best player on that fucking team. He played everything. Outside of Edison Genji, let's just say Edison Reaper for now, just because it fits better to my narrative. All five of those players on those five specific heroes are like best in slot for that. Like I was gonna say for that team, but maybe just overall, right? Doha, Sombra, Edison Reaper, Humbazara, Field the Anna, Chiro Lucio. You fucking love that. That's insane. Everybody's playing their best hero at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a spicy yeah. take, but it's the one I love because I can't just like also just like that. It's not blasphemous to say that. It's a, that's so a Taz, great Tasmo paid me a lot of money, but that, that's aside the point. Right? <laughs> I think Dallas feel are really good. Yeah. He played me a lot of RuneScape gold. Is oh, what he yeah. Did for me. yeah he there's one team, though, there. that I think can. There's, there are actually, I take that back. There's actually, though, people are think it's hard cap. I don't think they're guaranteed lock in. I think it rain and I think. If outlaws have the potential, they can match them. So I think let's, there's, I let's think move on to those teams. teams. Yeah, let's move on to those teams. I want to have a good discussion about all these teams, essentially, because there's like six teams that are like grouped up here. So 
I, I wanted to have a conversation here. Like, what team do we think can, like, take one step up further and, like, elevate to that next tier of teams now with, like, the San Francisco Shock and the Dallas Fuel? Because I, we have so many who are, like, in an equal tier, and I would rate these teams, not as in, like, their current strength, but I would say, like, over the entire year, Houston, London, Atlanta Rain, Toronto Defiant, Florida Mayhem, and then a bit lower, you know, Washington Justice, Boston Uprising. But, like, these teams are, like, spending the play-in, you know, hovered around the mid-table mix. Is there, like, one team out of those that we think could compete with the likes of Fuel, Shock, and the Gladiators? Atlanta Rain obviously makes sense, because they got top three some t tournaments this past week, but, like, or past year. But is there any any other of those teams you think could, like, take a step up the season? I want to I wanna hear first the Atlanta Rain argument, because, you know, we started on Atlanta okay. Rain here. Um, uh, or this is for them doing really well or what yeah, yeah like, well uh, yeah i think absolutely the atlanta rain can do well they can definitely mess up that like that hawk is back on uh diva like one of his better heroes vigilantes come in and looked absolutely solid i think speed the obviously coming of age is has been super nice i think their their depth and hero pool with people like nero venom can also play the tracer like absolutely atlanta rain up there i think that's a very very like the softest ball anybody could throw you, right? Um, talking about the Atlanta Rain in this better. I think they're going to look good. I mean, I need to look at their fucking schedule, but... Oh, I mean... Yeah, apart from the shock, I mean, the shock and the fuel they face, they face New York, shock, Washington, Florida, then Dallas. So, yeah, dude. Rain, absolutely. I think they're going to do... They're going to continue to do well. Yeah. Unless they beef it. Unless they do a classic Atlanta sure. rain where they just like suddenly shit the bed because like but then it doesn't do matter because then they'll go to playoff scenario and then they'll exactly be fine, I mean so. well they'll still yeah they'll be fine but, yeah, so. they'll, they'll be well except for exactly. they technically didn't do that last stage really they didn't really no, okay that, sure but, uh, <laughs> yeah still. but but besides playoff that rain, I do think they're perfectly perfectly designed perfectly designed yeah. for the stage I'm feeling good about them I also think it's un I'm underrating Glads but that's just because I don't think I think Glads if they don't start playing space will not do well this meta. Oh, wow. So, okay. That's, I mean, that's pretty spicy because we've seen limited time from space. I mean, we saw him coming out the Junkie Queen to end last stage because, like, Reiner obviously wasn't suited for that hero. But you feel so strongly about, like, the off-tank heroes that you want to see space instead That's of how Reiner. strongly I feel. I, I believe, and it's not, has nothing to do with, because I think Reiner's an incredibly good player. It's just clear that if you want a, a hard off-tank player and because, like, I personally don't believe that main tank is going to be very viable for like for a lot of teams. I would much rather them just play space. So that's my personal belief with the gladiators. I think if they start playing space, I think gladiators could be could could overtake fuel, but they have to play space. So, all right, mm. Avril, do you want to move on to your spicier picks? I'll just comment on the glads one real quick before I do that. What, what I will concede about that converse, about that uh, topic is that I don't think Doomfist is the right call. So I think Reiner needs to move away from the Doomfist. But I still have faith in the Winston pick, and I think if Reiner plays towards the Winston, they can still find a lot of value there. Um, and I'm, I'm, yeah, that's uh, I'm happy to park it there. So, but I I'd be I'd be interested in exploring space. I think the difficulty with integrating space is that he's lacked a lot of playtime in the roster so far. Um, and so you're you're basically shelving the player that you've put all your effort into. It'd be like if you suddenly just got a game. Maybe it's not a fair argument, but in some ways, if you to really twist the argument a little bit, it'd be like if you brought Gator in because he just hasn't been committed to by the team, and Space has not been committed to by the team either. So you're kind of bringing in someone that just hasn't had the scrim time. Is my read on that. Um, yeah, my one is I 
actually think there's a possibility. This one's really out of left field now. This is I this might be too hot, but I think Justice have a capability of reaching further. I think they have uh, a reasonably strong meta ahead of them. Kalios has always been a very good Zarya player. I even remember from last year when he joined New York and he just kind of beefed the team up with the Zarya. Um, if they lean heavy into that, Assassin Sombra, um, and then Decay on either Reaper Genji, two of his good picks from previous, you know, last year as well. He played a lot of Reaper last year. He's played Genji this year. I think those are really strong picks for them. Um, open Acrylin, they'll just have to get by. I don't think, you know, I don't think that neither of them are like super insane on their picks, but like they'll be good enough. And I think if you just focus on the Assassin, Kalios Decay line playing the specific heroes that I listed, uh, Washington can go far, but I'm seeing Washington play a lot of different stuff. Kalios is still experimenting on Doom. I already made my thoughts on Doom pretty clear. I don't think he's particularly strong with this meta, especially when it's loaded with Sombra and Ana. Um, and Kalios just needs to sort of focus his hero pool a little bit, and then Justice might have a shot. Yeah, Mike. so it, it's worth saying here that, of course, there's no tournament at the end of the stage, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm safe to believe it would be very reasonable if the play-ins were played on this patch too, right? So for these teams like the Washington yeah. Justice, for example, they can't, I, well, they can, but it's a very, um, they, they would not qualify for like playoffs typically. Like that would be very difficult for them in their current league point standing. So Washington Justice would be one of those play-in teams that could like level up their play and then take out the other play-in teams to earn their spot into the playoffs. They so can go 5-1. Is that enough? Well, it depends you... on all the other teams, right? Because they would need three league points more than Atlanta Reign. So Atlanta and... would have to lose a lot, and Washington right. would have to win a lot, essentially, right? Yes. That's what we're getting and at. then yes. you still have Pretty Toronto much. Defiant and Florida Mayhem currently ahead right. of you. Okay. So, so it's like just... I said, a very, very out of left field, like very small chance, but like, you know. I'm not even doing um... the math, because like, it's so... Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah, yeah. it's very unexpected. But so like... maybe a good planes team then, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, but like if you're the Washington Justice, and we ask like, hey, Washington Justice, what are the chances they beat Toronto Defiant, Florida Mayhem, and Boston Uprising to qualify for playoffs? Very reasonable. Could definitely do that if they excel at this meta, right? So, um... Yeah, definitely nice to get those teams involved here. You know, even even a team like Boston Uprising, I, I love their look sometimes. I think they play very smart, mm -hmm. like the compositions, and, you know, they execute well. They could be, the Boston Uprising could be a playoff team. So, there you go. Um, I mean, it's looking almost a guarantee. Like, not, for, a gar for, not for playoffs, sorry. Sorry, play sorry, sorry. Play-ins, yeah. sorry. I thought you said play-ins. Oh, they're like double the points in New York and Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I thought you said play-ins. I didn't know. Yeah, it's okay. The New York okay. Excelsior going off 5-0 run. I mean, they might even be out. I don't I'm even know how the invested, fuck they would. I'm still invested, bro. Yeah. That, I mean, they, they could, but the problem is, is that, like, this, this the, the thing is, is I can't prep for New no. York to, or for justice. I just can't do it. Literally can't do it. They haven't, they've yet to pass the Fermi barrier of, like, well, winning multiple games in a row consistently and good teams. They just so haven't done it yet. They're it's playing New York Excelsior next. They beat next. Shock, didn't they? Yeah, they beat Shock. They but that, did, you know, like... that was a subpar Shock. That was, that was but also on top of that, like that's one game. They need multiple games in a row of good wins uh, for me to finally the They are playing Atlanta No, I haven't. Rain. I've been up this way for three stages. <laughs> I have been this way for the Justice for the entire year almost. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Honestly, I think most people like that. But uh, Atlanta Rain and LA Gladiators, they're playing this stage. So that would be a great Lisma test. They're like, you don't have to beat Atlanta Rain and LA Gladiators to make it to playoffs because you can just go through play-ins. But that would give us like a great idea of like how strong Washington really are in this matter. So maybe gives us some... I just context. think they have the right tools. I don't know if they can execute, but they have the right tools is what I'm saying for this matter. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, look, 
say what you want about you know the way the org went about the player drops and stuff like that but like i'm i'm cheering on the players like there are five players mm. just hoping doing their best trying to make this happen like you know best of luck to them they're trying to make uh trying to make the situation work for the washington justice so there you go um did you have any final like surprise picks that are like irrational confidence that was the Washington. i Justice mean we pick. have one i mean we have one we haven't really discussed in terms of like because they technically are within the top six Houston? right now they're number five in fact no london spitfire london oh really yeah, okay yeah. london right. spitfire no i'm not i'm not but i mean we're just i'm just saying that we haven't discussed them like okay do yeah. i think london is going to because right now they're ranked fifth they're fifth right now and yeah. so like they they are within the top six in fact they're not even six they are number five but do i think they're going to have an amazing stage I'm also interested to see how this team performs because with just playing Poco. Because once again, I don't think Hottie is going to be... Hottie's pure pool does not make any sense in this matter. He can't even flex the off tank at all, you know? like And also, his Winston is like solid, but I don't think it's good enough to warrant them playing Hottie. Has he played time. any Ryan? Any Ryan? Zero? Yes, he has. He's played some Ryan. They did play um, Ryan. They did play some Ryan. And... It was their match versus, I think it was the Wasn't match. Wasn't it against Paris? Yep, and they dropped a map to Paris, which is arguably yeah. the worst team in North America. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't remember if it was on the map that they played Ryan, though. But the point being, it doesn't matter if it was or not. Because like I just don't think their team is currently built. Like In their current setup, they need to make some adjustments to where they can. Like They also dropped a map to Titans, who only yep. play horse. They only play horse. <laughs> That's all they play. So like you need to I I don't think this is like the pick they also for them. play Glad and Dallas next. Yeah, I think they're I think they're something, I think something, about, something about Vancouver and Paris smoking the good stuff and getting them on their horse. And but they still got maps. Still got maps though. So against London, which is not a good sign. And also <laughs> there's a Sombra Tracer meta. And right now, obviously, I think back when Sombra is looking relatively serviceable, but I would argue Sparker would be better on you can't play both Sombra and Tracer, you know? Like he can only play one or the other. Where um, Shaxx come in. So I, I would, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. I was like, where the fuck, like, why not play Shax? Like, I don't know why Shax wasn't playing. They were playing Backbone on Widow over well, Didn't they play, yeah. they played they a lot of Shaxx, I, I, yeah, I saw they, some, they I saw some gameplay from Shaxx. Yeah, but, they, but the thing is, they still, like, on when they played Widow at points, like, they still didn't have Shaxx in. So, like, I, I think London has it in them to maintain a top six position, potentially, because they already are ranked fifth, but they need to make some swaps up in their lineup. I think they have it yeah. in them to maintain a top six position. Uh, it it actually all comes down to how Toronto perform because London almost certainly are going to lose to the Glads and the Fuel. Uh, yeah, probably. If you, like being yeah. real, and then yeah, it, probably. Atlanta Rain are going to do well. Um, just going on how their schedule's looking, but like how they look and their hero pool and everything else, and that means it's going to probably come down to Toronto to find can they like snipe that spot away from them. Um, yeah, but London are thirteen league... and seven right now, right? So like, they yeah, would have to Toronto lose a are lot. ten and ten. That is true. They're, they're two They'd league to points separates them. Is, is it possible? Wait, who the fuck do Toronto play? They play. I don't Shock, know, but Vancouver, Mayhem, and Houston. Yeah, uh, that's. A, I mean, Vancouver. Yeah, but... maybe they don't. Maybe but Mayhem and Houston, I don't know. Mayhem and Houston, yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. No. I think Mayhem are though potentially yeah. might have a bit of a struggle bus. So I don't th I don't know if they're guaranteed to like win that game. It just depends how Mayhem does. I will say it is very funny how Toronto has literally they're mid become mid. They are ten. Zero no, not only are they ten ten. Zero map differential. Yeah, forty one forty one. How perfectly mid? Perfectly <laughs> mid across the board. Literally the perfect mid team. 
it's unreal. It's actually unreal how perfectly mid they are. Um, but there is a chance. I just find it unlikely considering how much how far ahead London is in terms of match wins that they yeah. lose enough. Well, looking at the London, schedule too, I don't London think are playing Shock, Dallas, and LA Gladiators. So London could go one and three these next four matches. Yeah, but even if they lost three in a row, they, one and like, three, they go one. They get 16 league they, points. Toronto go three and one, get 16. You're tied. Yeah. Points. Yeah. And then who's their head? Didn't, and didn't London always beat? Hasn't London been in Toronto recently in head to head? Or am I misremembering? Yeah. London's been beating Toronto in head to heads recently, have they not? So oh, you're already testing the brain cells right now, bro. Pretty sure, yeah, because they didn't. They weren't they the ones that were rolling defiant. Until, oh like, no, yes. Yeah, so they so. lost. Yeah, they lost them in the quals for summer yeah. showdown, and in the three in a row. I think. Three in a row. And yeah. they lost in the mid-season man's quals. London is literally yeah. the Toronto destroyer. Boomer, yeah, the, so. the Toronto destroyer. But, yeah. So, so map so. differential does not take precedence over internal head up method. i guess that's true map differential would actually make but it depends on how badly london loses right because they have a thir plus 13 map differential yes so if they were to get rolled on if they get like, smoked by like sh uh glads and shit like that yeah if they yeah. were to get rolled like but even like not just glads like even like fuel too if they were to get yeah, dominated, fuel as well, like, yeah, yeah they could they could bring and toronto does decent enough they could have a reason they could the have a better map control so, is right. there yeah is it probable now i look to toronto defiance opponents maybe not maybe not but i don't know i just wanted to bring up london because i like i feel like their situation is interesting where they're top five and i think they have it in them to potentially maintain it but it's going to be like a really hard stage for them yeah so that's a great call yeah i think uh, i think i'll speak for all of us before we head into apac that uh houston outlaws they look great they take shock down pelican is one of the best sombras we saw this past weekend but please do something atlan and then we'll talk kind of thing yeah, but like we went over this what about well, there's the, no countdown cup, so it's fine. What about the consistency, though? Like, because they also lost to Boston. Is that an alarming thing? Because I'm like, oh, I don't know how to feel. Stage, yeah, it's time. Okay, ball. it's time. It, well, I, I hate to do it. It's time to do it. You're not going to win any games when a player is ten deaths per ten, and you're it's your tank player. Rough. You won't Rough. win a game. Rough. Specify who you're talking about. So the, do, they their first match they played, they played with Doge. Right. Doge played exclusively Winston slash Ball. And he had 10 deaths per 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, was not good. Was nine yeah. from was, the ball and one from the on Winston. Thursday. It was, it was, <laughs> oh. it, it, no, the Winston actually was most of it. <laughs> so, but that's not a, that's not even a knock on Winston. That's Boston like how he played really well. I, and also Boston played really well right now. Really Punk, well. Punk, Punk forced in the Jungle Queen in that match, I remember. Yeah, I'm but like, I don't see any reason not to. I don't see any reason not to play Jungle Queen. There's plenty of reasons not to. It's like stuff like that. It's like, well, you, why don't you just play the Diva or Azaria or oh, fuck it, even an Arista into that? Like, it's like... Well, I the Jungle like... Queen's interesting because it's... I think it provides a different level of counter dive where you can provide both your shout and also you do even, like, the pretty much the shout on top of some of your extra CC and, like, your sustain. A shout's that, barely like, giving you HP now, I mean. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying it's a, it's a different take it's on interesting. it. It's just yeah. a different take on it. I've, it, it's, it's, like, it's, it's definitely it's, interesting. It still functions similarly. And also, when you're just feeding into it the whole time, it works great. So, like, but Houston with Dante pounds. So, like... That was Dante I, a better tank play than a tank play. That always blows my mind, but maybe... I mean, he had a lot of pride on that Diva and go... He's the god. I mean, yeah. also, well, that's not even true. He played Diva before that. He played Diva in 2016-2017 for ARC-6, the XQC team. And it was not great. Especially. Uh, yeah, yeah but it wasn't that bad either. It, was, it wasn't that bad either. He stepped it up. 
Dante has stepped it up. Yeah, with but the but the point, but well, also Dante has league, an but... immensely better DPS and support line than he did then. Yeah, too. that too. So yeah. like, it's I think Houston are like the you should essentially take their bot the Boston match for Houston and scrub it from your mind because that was possible. And that, I don't think also I think people are going to take it the wrong way, but like I think by me implying Doge is a really bad player. I don't think that's the case. He's playing on ping. He's also playing when he hasn't had any stage time, and it's a new meta, right? So like. It's a hard situation to be in for Doge. And in your opinion, it's the wrong meta done. too. <laughs> yeah, and and also so, I don't think they're playing the right meta. Yeah. And Boston are like clearly like on a really good spot right now in terms of their meta understanding okay. and strength. So like yeah. I, I don't think I'm not there's not me trying to imply that Doge is like a terrible player. It's more so like there was no universe on earth that like the Houston that played Shock and the Houston that played boston are mm. the same team when you compare them but i but i think that also goes to show that like the, the meta is a bit of a you know uh, like even talking to some of the pros they're just like it's rec uh, rock paper scissors like who plays what tank and how you play against those tanks and like it's hard to predict some of these matchups because like some teams excel at others so uh we'll see what happens but that is a prime example of yes houston just like hey we're gonna play doge and then losing to boston and then beating literally the san francisco shock playing Sombra tracer matchups so uh makes yeah. it exciting love this meta yeah, it's 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 actually really really, really nice to watch. Yeah, I totally agree, Jules. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right, let's move on to the APAC region Look for a bit. Me. Here we go. Uh, everyone's what wrong. Shanghai Dragons start 0-2 in a Sombra meta. Now I know they they didn't just play Sombra all the entire time, but they did start 0-2. Avril, what went wrong for the Shanghai Dragons? They're actually barely playing Sombra, which I find surprising. Yeah. I think they played it in Ringsville Mount versus Fitz uh, in the Soldier Dynasty matchup. And then they kind of gave up on it versus uh, Guangzhou and Lip was just on oh, Sojin the whole time. So they've had, um, I know, trust me, the alarm bells are coming out. That's the, the police coming yeah. for you, bro, because you're talking about um, APAC again. Uh, why would they be coming for me? I, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, <laughs> I, what I chalk it down to is if you if you looked at my Twitter recently, look, I think Russian Moon, sorry, Krusty and Moon of sandbagging stage oh, four. Here we go. The oh, sandbag my. is back. Here we go. Oh. Sandbag meta. If you were sandbagging, why would they be not just resting proper for shock? No, I think I think it's Listen, actually the crack pipe. Uh, the crack. You can't explain the crack pipe. All right, don't try and explain it. Don't try and understand it. It does what it wants. I would love if they uh, came out in an interview and just like made that excuse. <laughs> just like yeah, we're sandbagging. Even as a joke, it'd be funny if they just no. Yeah, um, look, here's the thing: is I I I don't want to get into a position where we just start. Blaming players. I'm still not convinced by the Bebe look for Dragons, straight up. Um, and I'm still not 100% convinced by Fletter's current position in, in this entire year. He has been struggling this entire year as a player. He just, uh, he's a good player, but he's not at the top level you need to be. Like, you know, this is the guy that was was toe-to-toe -to -toe with Prophet Tracer, even better than Prophet last year. Now I would handedly take Prophet in that matchup over Fletter any day of the week. I think I don't think that's a very close matchup at all anymore. Um, and uh, Shanghai seemed to be a little confused about what they want to do in terms of the support line when they were trying Bebe out and then they kind of didn't anymore when they went to the Guangzhou match. Clearly they had a different read when they got to that second game. Um, they are a team that are wanting to play Fate Winston, right? And, you know, without wanting to dive back in the Winston versus Zarya versus Diva kind of situation, Shanghai's read is to play the Winston, understandable. Um, but they, to me, if you want to play the Winston, I think you need to really be linking up the dive and playing the Winston with the Sombrag. I think that's the major strength um, of playing those types of compositions. And when you're going towards more of, I think they end up doing Tracer Sojin yeah, versus Sojin, the Guangzhou yeah. Charge. 
And I don't particularly think Flynn is having, again, he's not having a particularly great season at the moment, so he's not having the same output that you would have on those type of dives linking up with Fate. Um, and Lip can be a monster on that Sojin, um, but it's also, you know, it's a very hot and cold kind of hero as well. I think most players are not, like, always super consistent on the Sojin, apparently, unless your name is Shy, maybe. So the Dragons, they maybe could have beaten the charge. I mean, it was a five-mapper. They had a 2-1 lead. I think they made a wrong call on New Queen Street. I think they should have subbed in Void and played Azari there. That is one map where I think you just don't play the Winston, and yeah. Shanghai still made the call to play Winston, and they got fucking rolled that map. I think that was a poor call for Moon. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a bit that call. I, I, I think so, another point to this, and you mentioned it earlier, Kenov, is that, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if Shanghai Dragons, like, double flex support is a great look either. For example, like, Lee Jagani swapped over for Sen a little bit, and I think it was... A great look for the point it was played at. It was King's Row Point C defensive side. So like, you know, you're playing Senyata in like a huge corridor on Point C King's Row, right? Like you have so much room, especially against Asara composition, like the Guancho Charge we're playing. But that is like sort of where you need to find an edge. If you're not going to match a Saria comp, you need to play like a Senyata with a Discord Orb to be able to poke down the Saria from afar, make it difficult for that composition to advance. But because mm -hmm. we saw Shanghai Dragons just play like so much Lucio on all the time, like it's it's hard to win the Saria Winston matchup when you don't have a Senyata uh, at your disposal, and so I think that's like a, a like a pain point for Shanghai Dragons too, not having the option to play like you know a Senyata with their Winston compositions if need be against some slower compositions like this. So, and yeah, if if they do want to really trust in the Lip Sojin, I would recommend that this team put Who Are You back in for the Genji. I think who are you has a tracer. Do, now it depends on the this. trust. Sorry to interrupt. Do you think they would look better, like cons uh, consistently, if they put in Void in to play Saria with who are you Genji? Doesn't even have to be Void. I think Fate Winston plus who are you Genji works. I think you just you need. Here's a couple things you need. You need the you need who are you in, and you need an Anna player in. So Iziaki on the Anna, that's fine, because uh, I think you want to enable either the Winston Nano Dive or the Nano Blade Dive. Um, or you could play it with Void. I think if they can move over and learn some lessons from Guangzhou, I know Shanghai learning lessons from Guangzhou is a bit of a meme, but here we are, they did lose. Um, and I, I think Piggy proving that you can just kind of sort of just one-trick the Zarya the way through, same as what Dallas is doing. I mean, I, I say one-trick in a daring way, I think it works. I mean, if, if it wins, it wins, right? And Dragons can just do that with Void. And so next week, I wouldn't be surprised if Moon's call is play Void, one-trick him on the Zarya, maybe even get Who Are You back on the Genji and play the sort of bubble Genji, Nanoblade sort of dive, and that would work out well for the Dragons. But I, I think their biggest strength this year has, the legitimately best player on this team has been Who Are You. I know everyone talks about Lip, but I think Who Are You has been the best player on this meta. Uh, sorry, in the, on this team, the most important player on this team. I agree. I agree with that uh, kind of wholeheartedly. Like, I also agree 100% with your Flutter looking, throughout the entire year, Flutter has seemed out of place at times um, in the roster. And it's very clear that, like, I mean, the man, like, at points, it feel, he's just kind of been invisible. Um, and so I do think that this is like just not been the greatest year for him. It doesn't. So I, I think, who are you actually? It's just one of those things where, like, it's crazy to me think about when I'm still talking about who are you, and this guy has been playing for like seven years. Like, <laughs> this dude, this dude has been playing for like seven years, and you know what he's been playing for seven years? Genji. He's been playing <laughs> the does. same shit for seven years too um and it's just it's just monstrous but i i i agree with all the points i think i think shanghai probably could commit in that direction it'd be a lot better and, and it's very clear that like that's they're they're having issues with their comp and like their overall player strategy yeah yeah all right. that's that's my read on shanghai mm -hmm. yeah so i do want to have a bit of a fun question here when we talk about these teams so dynasty obviously beat them 3-0 
But I would like to ask this. Now, Seoul Dynasty and Shanghai Dragons, they've been at each other's throats, you know, the two most dominant teams in the APEC uh, region for quite some time. But if we had to pick one of the two teams to win the end of season playoffs, which one would we pick? So obviously, most recently, Seoul Dynasty, they beat them 3-0, uh, beat Shanghai Dragons 3-0. So that would be like the most recent pick. You would go with Seoul because they looked better most recently. But... Going through an entire playoffs bracket, you know, we don't know necessarily what the meta is going to be. Do you still think it might be Seoul Dynasty, or would you pick Shanghai Dragons to you, be the favorite? Are you asking who I would pick right now in their current form, or who I predict will be better by the end? Well, who, who do you think is going to be better by the end? Yeah, come playoffs, and who do you think has the best chance between these two franchises? Based on everything we've seen this year, and, you know, perhaps going into a new meta with Kriko being added for the playoffs... Okay. Which of the two franchises do you think is the better situation to win which, the entire playoffs? I think it's going to be controversial no matter which way you say it. But uh, that's the point. That Con is why I asked the question. Because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make Connor a happy man and say Soul. And the reason I say Soul is because I've seen better consistency. I trust Smurf more than both Fate and Void wholeheartedly. I think that's not a hot take at all. Um, I think both Eris and Vin Dame are pretty nuts as well. Um, Fitz has already shown, at least in this meta, that he can keep up with Lip, which is very important because he's been playing that guy Shadow forever. Um, and they have fucking Profit on the team. And, and, and I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with Flitter, but it's not happening to Profit. Profit's still at the top of his game and he's ultra flexible. And even that doesn't work. You got Stalker in the lines waiting there. So I, I think Dragons are too reliant on having who are you carry them with Genji. They can't figure out throughout all these different metas we had. It's been hard for them to figure out who the hell is playing tank, except for Jungle Queen, where it's just like, I guess Void can just one trick that. Um, the whole like okay, mixing so and dating has never worked I, I out. So I, I just as well to have and Joss. Soul did just get like dominant, dominated in the summer showdown in that meta, and I think that is uh, sort of like why I asked this question. Yes, Soul recently won 3-0, but Shanghai dominated Soul in the most recent stage, like in a different category. Well, I would say the finals so, went four and two, so I I would argue that Soul actually played that one a lot closer than people gave them credit for. First and foremost. Secondly, JQ I think better, bro. Who gives a fuck? We're in a oh come on, Joss. Come now. on, Shanghai Dragons. Whoa. The last couple of years. I, come I on, just now. think. No I just. I just. Credit? I. If we're gonna re-roll the dice for a new meta, I would trust Soul more with that because they've shown more capability of like showing up for a new meta than Shanghai have outside of Junker Queen. Is what I'm saying. I would say the variance that Soul can provide. Yeah, I agree. Uh, more flexible than the Dragons currently. I'd take Soul as well. I've asked you're you're a soul boy. I want my heart wants to say you just soul. ejaculated. So no, that was me like thinking hard. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's, <laughs> me, like, that's me. I guess you could be thinking more of like a like a like. I just a, found your thumbnail, be, Johnny. Could be oh. something like that, but yeah. I'm. The problem I have with soul is that they've outside of the first stage and then like having great performances during their regular season, like leading into the tournaments. I feel like great. I do agree in the fact that the latest tournament they. Got ruled once, but they had a good grand finals. Like, it wasn't a bad grand finals for them. But, I, God, it's like it's like shitting the bed is in their DNA. Like, literally, like, if I, were to put their, if I was to put sure. their... If I was to put their fucking blood under a microscope, there would be microscopic beds and microscopic fecal matter <laughs> oh, in that bed. God, come like, on. It, it just, and it doesn't make any sense because this team should be so good. What, it just seems like Shanghai gets its shit together. They always get their, they just get their stuff together, you know. Um, but if um, Kenji is meta, yes. 
if Genji, that, Genji is Genji, I think Genji is real, can be meta. I think Genji could be meta for what about Dragons. I think it forces. What about in playoffs? There's another dice roll because we don't know. I don't know. I don't know, right? That's the thing. I don't know. That's why um, I'm trusting so, Snow because we're dice rolling again. But there's also a chance that like whatever meta we hit could be good for Dragons if like depending on what it is. But I think I think I'll throw it into the soul hat. I'm, I'm believing. I'm believing in the soul hat. I'm believing. Good, I am believing good. in soul because I believe in this team has made me believe despite the ups and downs. I'm ready to be hurt again. I'm ready to be hurt again. As Lizzo says, <laughs> am I ready to love again? See, I'm, I'm even on the fence and I think it's absurd that like the podcast went with like three and oh in favor of soul dynasty because i think you could equally make as good of a case almost that shanghai dragons has yeah. the precedent of like winning stages like being clutch like the one playoffs last year like they still have those players on their roster they won uh the most recent stage as well like isayagi isayagi and lee jagon is a fantastic support line and yeah they might not be able to play you know lee jagon senyara in like the most elite situations possible but like they can definitely. I, I I think it's an amazing conversation, and I'm 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 sure people are going. Well, let me to be add in one more thing. Let me add in one more point then. Credit, so, great. Dragons have had higher peaks, but also lower lows. The lows for dragons are fucking gross this year. The I mean, lows yeah, for dragons are right. 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 in my head. Done, like, what right. the fuck are Reinhardt. they doing? You yes. get hella punished in a playoff scenario for having hella low lows. But generally, they get they get their lows. Generally, they happen at the beginning, and then they get ironed out by the end. You know, like they don't keep the lows is the thing for them but so you're like, going into a playoffs meta with Kiriko, so yeah so like to me i don't really care either way because at the end of the day like i'm biased towards soul and I, I, there's enough margin of error for me to be just put soul so i i'd rather take a team that's consistently hitting like eights maybe reaching nines than a team that sometimes gets tens but sometimes it's like a two you know i'm not about that all right fair enough yeah uh it's going to be interesting i mean the vin diamond uh fuck i'm blacking uh, Iris, Iris, yeah. Uh, the backline. What? what? <laughs> Iris looks good. He's, he's barely time, but he looks reasonable. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I don't have a read on like who will be good on Kiriko, you know. So it's, it's hard for me to say. I don't think. But, uh, baby no one will be. Bro, is if you have a read, bro, what test builds you've been Yo, playing? I mean, it's, it's sort of like a high skill Moira, right? So maybe good Moira players. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's a high Moira. skill Moira. Hey, yo, 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 hear me out. 2022. Moira has fade. Kiriko has teleport. All right. You have healing in front of you. You have a Very damage remarkable. alternate click. All right. Very epic. Your ultimate is a tempo ultimate. So like Moira Kamala is a vast just walked away. A vast just walked away. You know, Kuriko, tempo ultimate. You put it down in front of you. People go in, you get movement speed, they damage. All right. Moira coalescence, tempo yeah, ultimate. Tempo you get health, ultimate. you push forward, you, you go with it. What? You could use B as tempo. You run in with speed. Let, Can me, I just say, let me make my case, Joss. Don't don't <laughs> try to look. All right, say, I'm making Kariko, the, the high skill Moira meme. I'm making it real. Kariko, I, I don't want to get into. I don't want you, it's your show, but like, I, without wanting to get into a gigantic Kariko discussion. Yeah, we're probably not. Going I think there. I think her. I think her <laughs> ultimate. I think her ultimate can have complications, especially with the new DPS passive. That should all stack in together with the gigantic move speed, reload speed, attack speed, everything speed boost can be ridiculous. So yeah, I, it's getting yeah, cool as about, fuck. That's what it's going to be. No, well, you say Pitch that, Joss, and then you get into Beyblade Reaper. Man. I know, I'm going to get I'm I'm there, bro. It's, 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 yeah. But can you imagine a Reaper? Just cap it. Just I'm cap the Kiriko. What, a, why Reaper, a, Reaper, a Reaper inside the fucking Kiriko ult, who's then getting DPS passive at the same time. Fuck me, dead. What is that? 
Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm just over like stacking movement speed. Like, can yeah, we just both you and fucking silver game? So it's never going to happen. Is oh, it? shut the fuck up, Joss. It, this, this, this podcast is devolving. All right. It's. I know it's late, children. It's seven thirty p.m. We we typically record it early in the morning. Everyone's you know they're they're jolly, they're happy, starting their day, energetic. Like it's seven thirty. I know people that want to go people sleep. I don't know if that's not, no, that's an emote. Sorry, <laughs> bosses right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Edge. Uh, edge. Anyway. Do we, we do we want to do quick power do rankings? Do yeah. Let I me throw this. I was, I was pissing. Okay? Not sleeping. I was pissing. Thank you very much. I drank a lot of water. Do we also, need to do power that... rankings? Also, Look, we'll do the quickest power rankings known to man, Joss. All right? We, we uh, need no, to I yeah. no, I don't mind doing them. I'm just saying. like, We don't need to do them. We're, we're only a week in. Okay, well, we that don't doesn't have prevent to, Abbas but... from farming clout and custom just, from farming clout. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is true, actually. We need to I'll farm clout. We need to farm clout. Okay, there's there farm clout. There's farm clout. All, all, all right, let me change this. All right, I'm okay. doing That's everything. good enough Fuck. for me. Power Four mayhem number one. All right. Bring up the standing. All right, let, let me do uh, East Region real quick here. Do you want to do Soul Dynasty number one? Hold up. Tear break? No, yep. You know, we didn't talk about this in APAC, by the way, at all. Oh, fuck the spark. Oh okay. shit! Oh, we forgot yeah. the entire. Yeah, we didn't we forgot the entire. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that Close at all. But like, honestly, fuck is the that spark. Not in the thing? No, it is in the thing. Oh, okay. I just, it's I actually thing. before oh, anyone. No, by the way, I can't remember. Did somebody hear? I can't. Somebody said. Somebody said this like, yeah, but surely there's no way Neko and Terry both get played. It was me. The, uh, that it was, was me. Was or was <laughs> yeah. It was one of us uh, here. It was one. It was either myself or John. I think it was me and Connor. We both were mauling over it. Yeah. And then Changun's like, no Changun's like, hold my supports, and here we are. Yes. And I was like, I, it is mind blowing <laughs> what the Spark are doing over there, and I, uh, it, it's disgusting. Dude, I, it's disgusting. I think that I, I, I'm, I'm speculating here again for the listeners who think I am speculating, but I think there's definitely internal issues going on. If this is the case that's happening, oh, if yeah. you are hard benching both Super Rich and Irony, some shit's yeah. going down. I yeah. don't know what shit's going down, but some shit's going so down. Good. Yeah, something something's fishy over there. Uh, is that your uh, Hangzhou Spark um, take right there? Before anyone is just like, oh, uh, you know, trying to change history or whatever. I did put down this point, the new topic that we have in here. Uh, best of the rest, the one the one team you don't want also? to miss playoffs. Uh, but oh. I did forget it. I did browse over it quickly. Sorry, mm -hmm. the podcast. Um... So let's quickly go over this. I think this is a, it's an interesting question right here because if you take a look at the actual uh, standings in the East, of course, only one team. Is going to miss the play-ins right now. It's the, insane, the Los Angeles Valiant yeah. at five wins. That <laughs> you know, ironically, are getting wins. Um, and then you have Philadelphia Fusion currently in that third and final playoff spot at 13 points. Hunter Spark trending down at 12 points. But yeah, then you have Chengdu Hunters going to charge. Even LA Valiant, you know, they're still competing for like the play-in spots and consecutively the playoff spots. So, what is one team knowing that two more out of these five are going to qualify? What is a team that you don't want to miss playoffs? This could be Chengdu Hunters not making it through play-ins, going to a charge with a recent form. What is a team you really want to see in the playoffs out of this region? Uh, Guangzhou Charge because they look significantly better than... L oh, I probably actually shouldn't say that. No, they look... They, okay, whatever. They do. They look better than Valiant right here, now. Avril. Pick your poison. I, the reason I'm picking the Charge is because they are the most at risk of being fully eliminated next to the Valiant. That's just the objective. I mean, the truth. Aren't the Valiant already fully eliminated? No. No, they're not. No. No. They're not. They could surprise the charge for play ins and then make the playoffs. They could, yeah. All uh... three of Chengdu, Guangzhou, LA all could mix up. Um, but I think because Charge are at the most risk after Valiant and Charge actually look like a legitimate team right now, I'd be a little disappointed if they failed to make it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I think in general, and this is like obviously we should. I mean, I don't know. I I I think I agree with that take. I think hunters they've pissed me off so much this year, but they do look really nice right now. Like it's kind of hard for them to imagine. Wait till the last week. I feel the same I, way. I, I'm like, you guys I, have I, lead. I, I, you can't suck this bad, please. Make I know, the but also not just that. They they have fucking. They got like monk and shit, man. Gaga got, like, on that a, team they, is great. They, like they have like really good players. I I think, but more importantly, my number one thing for for APAC at this point, I think I've determined that I don't really care who makes it too much. I just want Spark out. I think Spark I mean, are qualified for play-ins. They auto-qualify because they're at 12 points. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, yeah that's they very tragic. Qualified. That's yeah. tragic. I hope they lose immediately because this Neko Teru thing it, and this Gouge, I mean, also they should be playing Bernard. I'm sorry, they should be playing Bernard, but like, holy fuck, like, guess, like, it's troll. It is as, troll. As, much, as like the biggest, like, Hang Chao Spark uh, fan out of all, you know, the, the, the voices in the Overwatch community, like, what worries me is that as much as I want to believe that like Shy and Alpha Yi will make it to fucking Anaheim and just like destroy their opponents, there is, like you mentioned earlier, there's such a high risk of Hangzhou Spark arriving there and just like robbing us of a playoff spot and suck ass and just like bomb out that I'm like, get them out of here. Like, I'd rather see Chengdu Hunters with Lee in the lineup for a better chance at like making a run of some kind because I, I just don't trust the Spark anymore. Which I should have done from the start of the year when everyone told me to not trust the spark, and here I am, the yep. entire year, yelling about this fucking franchise. I gave up yeah. my trust in the spark when Godsby left, bro. Godsby. That was it. Godsby, Godsby was left, your that was your breaking point. That was my breaking point when Shy Shy is Yaki, way bro. fucking better than Godsby, so I don't miss Godsby at all. It, Godsby's a legend, man. Godsby <laughs> did that. <laughs> What was, that, what was that team he came from in, in, in Apex? X6, X6 gaming or whatever? Yeah, and they yeah. Had like yeah. One X6 gaming. came on that team. Yeah. So did Architect. Let's uh, go, baby. So did Architect. So. X6, they're going to go again. I was like, holy Dude. shit, Spark are going to become the new X6. And then they didn't. And now they have 20 players on their fucking team, bro. Yeah. Give me the fucking Hunters. I don't want them to miss the playoffs. Because I, I want to see Gushway back in Anaheim. This is a very meta point making a lot of meta points but like Gushway back in anaheim where like he made his fucking name yo in world cup. the chinese Bruh. world cup 2018 seriously story. wait but how was that wait if you want to see awesome. hunters how is that helping Gushway? that's true he's on the wrong team yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> he's on the wrong team i don't know why i thought yeah okay. anyway we're skipping past this section i think this is a great section bro for some I reason i confuse fucking gooshway with well, gaga god damn it gooshway walking into the uh to the good old world cup stage like yo this is where i made my name this is where it's the my G career players started. bro the fucking plays with neku and gaga i i fucked up I just want to see Gooshway there. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, you might, you're probably very likely you might, it's, it's possible that you might see them there because how many from APAC make it? Is it three or two? Oh. It's it's four. four. So, so oh. Fusion, we haven't talked about Fusion, Wait, but it's probably four? pretty likely that Fusion gets the last like direct playoff spot. And so like... Which is, by short. the way, disgusting when you look at their standings. They're, they're, yeah. they're negative wins minus two map differential. <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit, they're right third in APAC. Like that's ridiculous. What's happening? 
has tournament points for you. I know, but that is just fucking crazy to think about. This team is above a team that has a plus one map so by the way, and more wins. When I talk about like highs and lows and I talk about Shanghai, really what I mean is fusion. When I talk about highs and lows, because Shanghai operate between a 10 and 1 scale. Fusion goes straight in the negatives, but they also go above 10 sometimes. So that's a ridiculous team for highs and lows. Like unbelievable. That MN3 game where he destroyed Profit and Soul, that was like an 11 out of 10 game. But then they can just do some shit where are like, this team's in the negatives. I have no idea what Fusion's doing. This is disgusting. Yeah. It's actually amazing how often, like some of these great teams in APAC, they just like tempt fate with a close matchup against the Valiant. And we're like, holy fuck, Fusion in a direct playoff spot played a five map banger with the Valiant. They've <laughs> been reversed right by the Valiant before. Dude, dude, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the ups and downs of the Fusion. But, you know, I want to see MN3 and um, uh, on LAN. That, that'll be good. It would be ridiculous to also see Valiant make a complete 180 from 2021 season. I do not want to see the Valiant in Anaheim. Yeah, no. Not only do you not want to see the Valiant in, in Anaheim, but the parent org LGE also don't want to see them there. So, you know, they agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that is fair. Is, uh... Actually, I mean, would LGE would be, be able to even secure them, like, any sort of visas? or no, like? No. Would it, I mean, there's no, literally no. zero way LGE... At this point, I'm convinced LGE, even if they were to make it, it would be a situation where be like, guys, the Valiant can't make it, actually, because they physically are incapable of receiving the visas slash paying for the tickets. Rough. I am not, I am not game going evil to team, huh? spend time thinking yeah. about this dimension <laughs> that happens. Well, the, uh, the likelihood is that they're not going to, but... I mean, it would be, not. it would be very funny. But it would be hilarious if, like, people are like, "Oh, Overwatch esports is returning to California," and like people would show up in Valiant jerseys, like nothing happened, and be like, "Who is this?" Tays on day. Yeah, Tays on day will be there. Tays on day. Tays on day. Wearing the Custer jersey. I was in Custer's chat today talking about like, oh, you know, is there gonna be like a home crowd advantage in LA? It was like, yeah, yeah. When Valiant get there. LA Valiant will have their home crowd advantage, you know, that's yeah. what they've been waiting for. <laughs> true, true, and real. Uh, we are so that would be that would be mad funny though if they still show up. It would. Like, it would. It would be so good. That would be so you know, actually Taze on Day supposedly is coming on the, my stream next week for the co-stream. Whoa, really? Yeah. Let's go. He, that's he was sick. in the YouTube chat and People were like, oh, you should come on. And so I messaged him on Twitter. He's like, yo, I'm so down. And so next week, I'm going to bring no, Days on Day no. on. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, what? Do, I'm going to ask about the Valiant. I'm going to ask him about the Valiant. I'm like, what's Holy going on with shit. you and the Valiant? And like, I have to ha, tune into that. You are getting unprecedented levels of clout. It's like that insane. I, I'm going to ask him, like, what? what I don't, I haven't, I haven't determined yet, like, what his schedule is. So I, and also, I don't know if I'm going to have power this weekend. Oh, yeah. True. I'm Rest being hit by Hurricane uh, tomorrow. So. Oh, so shit. we'll see. Well, very cool. Good luck. Yeah, it's right, so we'll see. But I might actually, I might physically not be able to stream <laughs> because so we will see. So Tayson Day might have to be postponed due to uh, hurricane issues. So we'll have to see. But if it's not postponed, Tayson Day and I are going to be jammed. I'm going to be asking, what do you like about the Valiant now? Who's your favorite Valiant player? Do you love Easy On? Like, who's your favorite? <laughs> He's got it's pretty good. I though. Fucking destroy that, the fusion. Anyway, going to be one of the best be worst streams of the year. Yeah. Be All right. That'll uh, be on anyway. par with the flame rant stream, surely. Flame Might rant be. stream? Might oh, I missed out. Have I? Oh, oh that was I mean, years ago. That was literally years 2020, ago. 2020, I think. It was oh, 2020. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You we're all, yeah. we're just giggling in the call and. 
Good times. Yeah, I just went to sleep. I just went to sleep while you were. Oh, with you went to fucking sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else muted Classic. themselves. So everybody, we're all sitting there like, oh. Classic. Classic. Oh, okay. Shall we go to power rankings? Yeah, power rankings. All right. That? Let's let's get this uh, let's on, get then. this done quickly here. All right. Uh, Desto catcher. So dynasty number screen. one. Let's start with the APAC region first. Uh, Soul Dynasty number one. Tear break. Guangzhou. Number two. A little Guangzhou action. Uh, I kind of want to put really Hunters. Break. Yeah, hunters. I actually hunters think charge, I, I... Dragon, Spark, Fusion, Valiant. Sorry? You, no, you, you have, have Valiant put, you below have Chengdu. Spark? You have to do Chengdu above Guangzhou because Chengdu actually beat Guangzhou. Yeah, I think Chengdu has to oh. be above Guangzhou. And yeah, I also, yeah, I correct. think... I think Fusion and Valiant should go up. And I think Spark I think it should go Ooh. I think Dragon should be above Spark and Spark should be at the bottom. I think Spark opinion. should be the worst. I, I agree. Spark is seven. And yeah, I, can okay. I make an argument for Valiant here? I'm I'm trying to Valiant legitimately beat the fusion, so they have to be above fusion. Yeah, um I'm fine with that. And <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm, 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 a, I'm a crazy dude right now. And I'm doing trying this to point. argue Valiant about dragons. I'm going to try and. No, do it. I mean, I, I want dragons below fusion and Valiant right now. You do? Dragons yeah. below Valiant and fusion. You want like this? I, yeah. That, that yeah. is knee jerk. Yeah, I want him. I'll do it. Avas, shut the fuck up. I see your smile. No, Avas is crazy. No, Avas is crazy. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> He's right. cracking up. We, we want to we wanna go get through this quickly. It's getting late over here. This is good. This is good. Is this good? Are we in agreement? It's not perfect. It's getting late over here. This guy says it's 10.45 my time. This motherfucker saying it's late over there. I have to go to sleep. <laughs> hungry. I, I go to bed okay. at 7.55. Uh, okay. Wow. What, what, what do we think? Are you working on Swedish time? Sorry, anyway. Um, yes. And a. We good? All right. Yeah. Dallas wow. number one. We just Dallas agreed Dallas. on the one thing. Amazing. Dallas. Dallas number one. Yeah, I'd put Dallas number one right now. Dallas, Dallas. number one. Dallas number one. Dallas number one. And also, we can get the last team out of the way. Paris last. We can get those teams yes. out of the way right away. Okay, sure. There we go. Let's do a tier break there, too. That yeah, probably nice. tier break as well. They are pretty, they are uh, pretty booty. Houston Atlas over Shock. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Glad's over definitely. Shock. Glad's. Uh, Outlaws, Glad's. Rain over Shock. Boston over Shock. Um, Boston and I'm shock. also willing to, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Can you put Vancouver so. just above Paris? I think that would be correct. I think Vancouver should be, yeah. I think they should, I think they actually should still be, actually, I don't know if they should be a tier break over. I don't know. Maybe they might should be in the same put, put, tier. Put them together. I think the tier same tier. Tier break clout for Pengo Risa. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, the I thing is, is that. I think Orisa sucks. No, put them together. No, no, Orisa. No, no, no. Orisa. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Orisa, Orisa legitimately, so it's not good, but Orisa legitimately can work on certain maps. I'm not saying it's good, but it can work. Now, does Orisa have the worst ult in the game? Yes. But it, I still think that, like, Orisa legitimately for certain strats, like a brawl strat, and, like, having your Orisa do, like, a lot of work, it's, it's actually not bad. It's legitimately not bad. Donna, it can work. I have a question for you real quick. Uh, which ultimate is worse, Bastion Artillery or Terra Surge? Artillery, because you're mo you're a mo you're essentially you're just sitting there hoping to affect the fight. At least no. with Terra Surge, you can at least initiate in some okay. way. So bottom two, but not the worst. Like bottom not two, the worst uh, Terra Surge, but I would say currently the worst ult in the game of of that's being played of a character that would be played. I mean, here okay. that would be played. Right. Arissa is the enough. worst. So, that, but yeah, Bastion is still technically worse because you literally become an we, artillery piece and you can't. Move. That. But, John, are you putting New York between Vancouver and Eternal? Or what's going on there? 
no. Uh, this is not done. It doesn't look like oh, this sorry. is done. I'm, I'm trying oh, to. No, uh, I think Boston should be. I think a bo I think Boston should be above New York and potentially above Justice. Oh, they're a hundred percent above New York. Boston yeah, should, I be think up should be above those. I think they should. Toronto needs to be moved up. This, this no, this, I don't think Toronto. Are, are, are we fucked? What? To me. Are we overrating Boston because okay, they okay. beat up on? Okay, we're not starting with the middle pack. We're not starting with the middle pack. Okay, we're starting with like, do, let's do the top three first. Okay, we, Dallas, we did. We Dallas. did. That's fine. Dallas, I actually, Dallas, I think, Dallas. I think Rain should go. I think Rain should go into that tier break too, into the top tier break. I can opinion. agree with that. Yeah, no, no, I can agree with that. Okay, that feels good. Do you think Wayne over Gladders? Right now, no. yes. I think right now, yes. Okay. Dude, they, as soon as they put space on fucking Diva, it's over. If yeah, they put right. space on Diva and Zarya, like, I think Glad's... Like, but the thing is, I can only rate it currently off their current position. Sure. Right? Houston, Houston oh, no. did lose to Boston, and right now they're second. So, so... Yeah, but then there's the Doge thing, bro. I don't okay. know. I think when they don't play Doge, they deserve to be there. If they start I'm, playing... I'm not going to lie. Well, what I put my Doge power thing is the ball them. thing. Well, it's ball plus, I think, partially the Winston thing. But, like, I... So I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm be not calling out individual you. player. It's I might have baited a tad when I put Houston second in my power rankings. I might have baited a tad when a I did that bait, first. Yeah. But I, I'm not. I'm not completely disavowing that. Reasonable. I'm not completely disavowing that. But I will think the more reasonable one would have put potentially put Rain second. So, okay. okay. I don't think it's really? not unreasonable considering how Pelican played. I actually don't think it's unreasonable. Yeah. I think, but I do think right. that like. It's I do I don't see, think it's unreasonable if Houston continue to play Dante because I think their backline is fucking good right now for this meta. I think creative Red is like having so an auto meta, so having you creative yeah. and then you get you have Lastro. I think their backline is great. I think they have Pelican. They have Dante, who I think if he keeps on it is like gonna fucking own an off tank. And I think I think Merit is really really good. It's just a question of like how well he ends up flexing. So Prey is fucking so, nasty, bro. Okay, here it goes. I think th there are so many like internal like head-to-heads and matchups that it doesn't make sense. Like I think they're all kind of in the same. I don't think there's a lot of tier breaks that should fit into this mess. Like this is well, this was mm -hmm. a messy first week in the league. I think New York Excelsior's win against Toronto Defiant. I think that was fraudulent. I don't think that New York Excelsior is just amazing team now because of that. So they're pretty low themselves. But I mean, that's assuming that you think Defiant are that good though, right? I don't think that's that fair. Like I think New York. Toronto like, Defiant, they won two like, against Atlanta, but they those were two fraudulent maps too, kind of. Because like Atlanta, they looked amazing when speedily played Echo in the lineup, but then they kind of trolled on Circuit Real with Nero in and uh was a new Queen Street or Colosseo as well, Toronto won. Because like the thing is well, actually to be fair, that might be a little I, I will say it's a little fraud, but I think New York, their DPS line is probably like so you get yaki okay great but then also flora like getting to play sombra or even sojourn like flora legitimately hard carried the captain hard carried the point it's just the team was just so bad that it didn't matter um and i also think their back line is pretty decent in this meta too ho one is in ganajin no no, in, no like i'm gonna stop you right there buddy I, I don't think there's any chance that, like, Flora does what he did to Toronto Defiant. I don't think he does that for the rest of the season. All right. Well, I mean, I, but don't get me wrong. I don't think New York should be very high. I just don't think... I kind of feel like it's a little... I think it's, it's hard to justify putting them dirty over put any of these. I would potentially put them over London. 
I don't think I'd put them over Mayhem. I think I'd move London down and move New York over London. I think London's... Like they this? lost the map to Titans in Paris. And they, it, was cool, it was close for certain points and other things. Okay. All right. I can get behind this kind of. You want a tier break here? Between floor and I would shop? probably put a tier break there. I'd put a tier break there, and I'd probably put a tier... I personally would put a tier break under, under like, Glads as well, but, like... To be fair, they might be doing Boston dirty in terms of their actual performance well, because mm. it's just the thing is they just the problem with, I have with Boston beat, is Boston. Okay, I just if, if too you say early. that if you give Outlaws the excuse that they lost with Doshin, you also have to say that Boston beat Outlaws with Doshin. Yeah, when they played exclusively Mikey. So yeah, I agree. So I think Boston could also be like. So I would I think say Justice is better, maybe than Boston. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, if you want to, if you want to fight for it, I'll give you it. I because like I'm kind of I fought undecided so hard for on that. Boston. I am exhausted. But I do think I've heard I've heard continuously great things about Boston. But once again, it's like I don't trust Grimbox. I also so. think Shocker probably better than Defiant. So, and probably yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. I I think Shock probably should still be better than Defiant. But I'm I'm it's a, yeah I'm, yeah I think I'll yeah that. yeah I think I agree with that. Yeah. All right, Joss Avril. Any comments? Did you guys really take Boston over Shock though? Right now I, in this I, in their current I like form, their I think like I a lot. I think Shocks. their teammate, but the one problem, the one problem I have with Boston is they, if, if Victoria or does a, a Victoria or Valentine, but mostly like, I think Victoria, cause I think Valentine's, but like really like, but both of them really like so much of their team is dependent on them. Like not going invisible essentially. Uh, because like, I don't like, there are times throughout the season where I feel like they've been really invisible. And there are times where they've been like really gods here. Like Valentine just hit every stick in the match versus shock literally hit every pulse. So like, I, I, I don't know. That's actually it's, right. I can't break the V brothers against proper. Sorry. It's kind of scary with them, but I, but personally, <laughs> I think their overall understanding of the meta their and their composition and punk on the tank roll punk is far more solid on the tank roll than in my opinion, than collusion or Mikey. Not that Kluge, I don't think he can make it, but I, I, that's how I feel. So, but I also rate the Shock backline higher. I think Violet Finn is a fucking pound backline. Yeah. This meta. I think the Boston should earn being above Shock. I don't think they've quite done it yet. You know, I want to see more I'd than wins against Doge, Houston, and uh, Florida Mayhem. What about, what about everyone else? You know, Jaws, do you think Boston I would put Excelsior over Mayhem personally, but that's about it. Mayhem got... Kind of clapped by Boston. Shouldn't be that close. Okay. Yeah, I mean... New York Excelsior. Who, who well would I predict uh, between Define. Mayhem and Excelsior? I predict Excelsior. Uh... I feel Florida are so coin flippy. It's like... But the problem I have with... Point. The problem I have with New York is that they literally can only play Kellen on Winston. But also the problem sure. I have with Mayhem is that I don't think someone is I that think... good at Diva. People, no. yeah, people have this impression that like someone they, is they would definitely like some force double main tank. Well, some someone is a flex. He is a flex player, but he the the problem is his flex kind of ends at diva. He can play every other tank, but diva <laughs> is the problem. I think besides the main tank, and even his younger yeah, queen yeah, has yeah, infinite points when they pop the fuck off as I'm a showdown. So I think I think this inspires some conversation. Proto mayhem, they got top four, and we put the exuus here above. There's going to be some mad mayhem fans about that. So. Uh, that's good. Yeah, I we personally, like I don't know so. if I'd put, I don't know, maybe I, I can't remember if I did put them, honestly, but I, we, it's kind of up in the air, so. Are we settled on rain outlaws in those positions? 
Because I, I don't hate Outlaws in second, but I'll, I'll defer to you guys who have... I just don't look like one singular win against Shock. I mean, I'll put Outlaws in second. If any, I mean, I'll go for it. No. Sure. I, I did it in my other that just because... Oh, really? Look, I'm getting dominated. Okay. Look, how good Creative played in that series was like... Was actually unbelievable. That guy's it a is a perfect freak, meta for him because he as yeah, a as a it, as a hard Ana player, even though he technically yeah. does have a deeper hero pool, is it's, it's a good meta insane. For him. Yeah, I would so, put him over him currently. Yeah. Um, now I will say that like overall, guys. all the evidence points to Rain being a better team, but my current belief is that Houston could potentially outshine them as it goes on. So. I could see, also see Atlanta Rain facing like a Houston Outlaws Kick of Clash scenario where like in Kick of Clash, Houston Outlaws played a lot of Pelican Echo and then like over time, over the course of the weeks, like Pelican's Echo became more and more useless because people exposed it and like played around it. Whereas Atlanta Rain do a similar thing where like speedily Echo is this go-to thing and then people abuse it. I got a dog barking. They're very upset about Houston Outlaws. SMH. Uh, it's Doge <laughs> from the Houston Outlaws. He's locked. Locked outside. He wants in. Um... Any further comments? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm feeling pretty far. I'm feeling pretty confident. Pretty Dude, I, feel, I feel good at this. I feel good with it. All right, great. Dog seems fine with it too, I suppose. Um, all right. Yeah. We, uh, we have a few prints to go over. Yeah. So this time around, um, I need to figure out how to work that prediction tool that Kurt had uh, or whatever. How Did we not get work. the rundown on that one? Uh, no, we didn't get the rundown on that one. I'll figure it out for next okay. time, all right. But what I have done this week around is I picked out the token matches and the double points matches, and we can just quickly go through them because I I know there are some there are some uh, prediction uh, parries that are trying to you know gain all the tokens and points possible, and so we'll leak some alpha here on the Plash Chat podcast about the predictions how they're about to go about them this week, all right. So I've selected them, and we can just quickly go through them. And then at some point in, you know, in the future, I don't know, in the offseason, I can figure out how the prediction tool works and then use it next year or something. I don't know. Anyway, first matchup. Soul Dynasty against the Chengdu Hunters. Are we all leaning Soul for this one? No. no we we, we are. But I, but I oh. will give Chengdu some points here. I think uh, this is not going to be a blowout. I think I trust Chengdu to get some stuff done. So for I the give pick them and parries, you'll give a... Three, I would one, give three, them two. at least one map. I, right. I'm trying, I'm very, very trying hard to give them two, but I think I'll just rest on the 3-1. Okay, 3-1 for the Soul Dynasty over the Chengdu Hunters. Do you go? The minute. Uh, next up, Hangzhou Spark against the Shanghai Dragons. I can't believe they made this a token match or whatever. <laughs> Spark versus, I mean, I refuse to prep for Spark, so I'm going to go Dragons. Okay, Dragons over Hangzhou Spark. How many maps do we give Hangzhou Spark? Zero? Uh, I'll give him one. One? I, 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 have an additional, I have an additional pred for this match. I also have a belief, this is just a gut belief, that both Void and Burnout will play, in my opinion. Okay. So under that okay. context, I'm, I'm going along a, a pathway here. I still think Shanghai win. I would understand it, but it would be amazing to see Gushue put in subpar performances for like the past two years and they get re-signed for next year again under the Hangzhou Spark. The man, the man, is, the man is invincible. He's just consistent force in the Hangzhou Spark. Um, we'll uh, see. Yeah, maybe Bernard is the better choice here. As far as we put like Hangzhou last and stuff, like 
APAC teams, like, even the seventh place team can be pretty dangerous. So it's like in any given meta. So I think even if Shanghai win this, I'm I'm thinking it's only going to be like a 3-1. I think if, if, if Spark is smart enough to like try out Bernard and play more of a Zarya look, um, and then you, you know, Alpha Yi and Shai can still do their normal stuff. Obviously, I don't trust the supports a lot, but I, I still think there's capability for, there for Spark to get a map. So to me, this is like a 3-1 Dragons. Okay, 3-1 Shanghai Dragons for the Hunter Spark. Next up, Guangzhou Charge. With their Saria and Genji compositions, takes on the Philadelphia Fusion. Who do we have in this one? Charge. Charge? How many, maps? How many maps do we give the charge? If they win? Yeah, I mean, if you submit the pickems, the pickem pairs are waiting. They want to submit the scoreline to maximize I mean, token if I points. Were to, if I, I mean, if they were to win the match, they would have to have three maps. Wow, that's no, so accurate. Wow, Connor, that's crazy. No shot. <laughs> so, intellectual really dishonesty there for you, Connor. Waterboarded by Vars right now. I am so boomed. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. What if I, he's asking how many maps does the charge get? And I think like, he means the scoreline, bro. Come on the now. Score, now, the scoreline, that would be different. <laughs> I would say maybe a 3 1. Holy shit, this is a disaster. What I, I want to go last here. Overwatch, guys. Just give, me a, give me a charge 3-2, bro. Alright, charge 3-2 over the Philadelphia Fusion. LA Gladiators takes on the Lono Spitfire. Oh, wait, I didn't even do my pred yeah, yet. I was, I was going to... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Philly 3-2 here. Yeah, right. Philly 3-2, there you go, from the APEC though, extraordinary though, analyst. Andy. Even though Philly's at the bottom of our rankings and charge at the top... I have, a, I have a take, and it's because Fuge, Fury is a fucking god at the moment. On Zarya, Fu, Fury is actually nuts. He carried the shit out of Fusion. Um, and also, I just think M and 3 Zest have much higher highs than Choice A1 Jimmy. That's the truth. Um, and the main pack is coin flip. And yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I, think Fusion, I think Fusion, if they back Fury, I think they take it over charge, in my opinion. But it will be close. All right, there we go. All right. Moving on. The Los Angeles of the Gladiators takes on the Lono Spitfire. Glads. You all I have the Glads and the Lono Spitfire? Yeah, Glads. I wish they picked a bit closer matches for this segment right here. I don't know. It, I did not select the token matches, all right? I'll, I'll have a stern talk with whoever selected the token matches and make sure they're more even next time around. That's apologize for this inconvenience, listeners and watchers. But we all have the like Gladiators. Cool. Probably like yeah. a 3-1, right? You know? Avril's trying to say that. What is Avril? What are you saying? I'm I'm even thinking threes. Am I, am I underrating London? I don't know. I still think I still think Glad's a. Hey, I, no, I think a three zero is perfectly fine. I'm fine with a three zero. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, more than I'm fine with that. that. What about this yeah. one then? Atlanta Rain versus the San Francisco Shock. Atlanta now we're rain. cooking. Now we're cooking, guys. We'll have Shock okay, fix rain. their issues against the Rain. I'll go Rain. Uh, Atlanta Rain. This seems too obvious. Too obvious. Yeah. That's too easy. TikTok audio <laughs> moment. But do you think Shock oh. up? Or what? It's a 3-1 Lance Rain, like, easy. I mean, say what you want about the tanks off for Shock. I still think, like, Shock's if Sam good, makes I think some Lance small Rain adjustments, insane. like Sam proper, like, Sam does look really good. Uh, and yeah. then you have Finn, Violet, double flex support lineup. Like, there's not a ton this... of things that need to go right for Shock to win this one. This so. should not be hard for Kaluj. Okay, if you, if you just bench Mike again, put Kaluj in... This should not be difficult for him to play either Devo or Zarya, right? I, I just can't. 
Now you're speaking I the language I'm... of Reddit. That's what the people want to see. Mm. But I'm just like, there, there's no. But also, like, that's what everyone wants to see. Literally, literally everyone, everyone, I want to see that. I yes. want to see that too. I think everyone so. wants to see that. So, like, if I if I believe Krusty just fixes this by like, you know what, realizing, hey, maybe Ball is not it. Uh, then everyone shock actually that. do come out. Yes. I'm gonna go shock three two. I'm gonna appease the shock fans and say shock three two. But still give rain enough in there to uh to be fair. I'm going with the shock two. I'm going with a shock three two in this one. I believe. Oh, I think they'll turn it around. I think people are overreacting. Acting up behavior. <laughs> what? what? Uh, I think it's gonna be a sh rain three. Actually, I could see this being kind of a close one because I feel like rain likes gonna be heart attacks. And Shock could just play collusion. I'll help a lot. I'm gonna go Rain three two. Rain three two. All right. Got some. Got some split score lines there. Like that. All right. Oh. Final match of the predictions, and it's this is a double points one, I think. Bruh. The Vancouver Titans versus the Toronto Defiant. Urisa Gaming? Question mark? Question mark? I will. I, I, if uh, Toronto Defiant loses the Vancouver Titans, I'm. I'm no longer I'm no longer going to be like mildly supportive of the team. They lose the Vancouver Titans playing solo risk. You don't want to get embarrassed as a Toronto Defiant. Uh... That would actually embarrass because the thing is I've believed in this there's been a consistent track record of me of me believing the Defiant of like, yes, I think they can do it, and they did do it at Summer Showdown. Uh I if they lose to Titans playing only Orissa, then I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, Maybe I think Defiant has to win. They simply have to win this match. They simply have to. It, like, for, for, for me to... It, it's a 3-1 to Defiant. 3-1 Defiant? Ow. I'm going 3-0 Defiant. No, I don't... Mad. I When I look at what Mirror and False can bring to the table here, it's not going to be enough. What do you mean by Mirror and False? They don't play False. It's only Mirror on it's a Rizzo. Theoretically, yeah. theoretically, if they wanted to lean into, like, hey, should we just they play won't. a Diva? They won't. Okay, yeah, that's the crazier part too. They could play Diva Zarya. They're just only playing Arista. Like that's, what I'm that's saying. the crazy part. That's why I'm just going to say 3-0. They're going to play just double fake support, right? Like Sky Reaper, Ana, and uh, Aztec, right? No, Aztec plays Yeah, he does. I might have chosen Arista as my background, but it's a joke, and I have no faith in Arista. That's the truth. I legitimately think, by the way, that they could win a map on Arista. This won't win more than a map. I think it's going to be three-one defiant. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think Arissa has yeah. use cases. It's just you can't perma play it. Yeah, like Atlanta Rain did a good job, like measured approach to Arissa. Can make it work on some maps. Also, Definitely she's fun as fuck to watch. Like I actually think she's so fucking fun to watch. The spear yeah. is cool as hell. It is. It, yeah, we do. I, I I can't wait for an actual good ultimate from Arissa. At some time, it will happen. Someone like will actually frag. Yeah. Yeah, oh, maybe supercharger God. comes. Back. Jesus Christ, that'd be great. Wow. Uh, well, there you have it. Token and double picking points enthusiasts. Um, as I said, I, I apologize to matches for kind of one-sided this week. I'll, I'll have a stern talking to make some happen. I want to make sure we fix that going forward. Um, anyway, that concludes it. Just one segment left. Holy shit. This, this podcast, this episode was a fucking concoction that, it, it of, of degeneracy. Long? Yeah. This is about as long as it usually go. But we, really? we were off the Really? It feels longer. Well, it's pretty late. I think it's just because there's a lot. Of, I think it's, it's just because for the first time in years, we're we have content about to talk about in Overwatch. Yeah, we have, we have like news about Overwatch. We have Overwatch League stuff. We actually have content to talk about for the first time in what it feels like a long time consistently. 
you know i'm not gonna yeah, lie every day. either this past week of matches the four days and then the four mapper of matcher on sunday to cap it off yeah this was this was uh the the the, the fucking week i i am it, I it boomed me like it, it's literally like, over half a week worth of games the most draining weekend so far this season it was a lot i guess it was a lot of oh, more tournaments like five six days in it yeah mid-season madness what a blast and the, the, those days were longer the the week was longer but i don't know what i don't know what happened these past four ma uh, the games i think in the games yeah been good disagree maybe it was a commute i don't know something boobed me oh, i'll have to figure it out yeah uh brand's player of the week I don't have yeah, anything to say. Do we have any suggestions for Brent's Pro of the Week? It, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it doesn't have to be an Overwatch League I player. mean, the scientific community got to win. Yeah, what happened? They, they crashed a probe into an asteroid to see if we could if we could deflect an asteroid from hitting Earth. Probe oh, crashed into asteroid. that's actually really cool. They just wanted to see. They picked an asteroid that they had, like, they had all the models of its orbit, and they smashed a probe to see if it will change its orbit. And because if they do, then it's proof that we could theoretically deflect an asteroid from hitting Earth. Did it? Killing us all. Was it a success? Well, it's going to take literally the months spacecraft and years. is no more. <laughs> yeah, it died. Oh. It died. It died. Well, tragically, tragically, the spacecraft died. There's even footage of it. There's like a video of like oh, watching really? it hit it. Yeah, oh, it's like obviously you can't really tell it, but like it's like slowly you'll see is like it zooms closer to the asteroid and then crumbles. it just like goes red. Oh, this is it just goes red. I hope this doesn't yeah, this down. is it. I apologize. You can just zoom it. You can just zoom. Space... Just click forward a bit. Because it takes yeah, yeah, but it uh, might auto sound. So I apologize for audio listeners. Oh no, I didn't. All right, great. No, there's no sound. So, it so just... yeah, you see, it's just it getting closer. Can't hear anything closer. in space, Johnny. Oh, yeah. this is the cam from the. Yes, probe? this is the cam from the from the actual probe. <laughs> the here yeah. is what it's crashing into. <laughs> and then it's like. And then people, it, oh, it goes, whoa, it's crashing! Whoa, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, we did it! We crashed the yeah, we crashed the spaceship!" Pump the brakes, bro! And there oh, it is. There it is. Dead. It's dead. It's dead. It died. Um. So yeah. So, but we won't know for a long time because they have to like. It takes months and months of like measuring the asteroid's orbit afterwards to see if it actually moved the orbit. You know, like when you die in COD, it's red. So yeah, that I think that's like a Bryn player of the week worthy because like think about this. If this is successful, yeah. that means like if asteroids coming towards us, we won't actually all die. It was a success, they That's said. That's good, right? Well, it's a success that oh. they crashed it. Well, yeah, they I hit guess it. it will take I don't think, I don't know if they've it. actually measured the data to show that they can, that it's changed the orbit yet, though. I think That's they just, the something success was that they crashed the dinosaurs it. couldn't do 65 million years ago. True, dude. <laughs> dude, whoever True. wrote this is, is, is fucking having a blast. Oh my god, what writing. Yeah, so yeah I think that's a Bryn player. The dinosaurs the didn't have a mission. space program to help them, but we do. It's true. That's true. Where, <laughs> Johnny, where in that text is that wrong? Where in that text is that wrong? It's not. The dinosaurs didn't have a space program. Fucking of course it is. There were dinosaurs. Dude, what the fuck? Johnny learns I'm gonna, jokes. I'm yeah. gonna throw in two more names in the hat. Uh... Easy Han or Bree from Team Four who got a promotion. Easy Han. Oh yeah, Bree actually. Yeah, that's fair. Those Massive are both. Fault. You know, those are more relevant to the Overwatch sphere. But what's more relevant to Overwatch than human humanity staying alive? If if of an Earth Indian asteroid. Right. That's true. We survived for this long, and Overwatch Two is a week away. But I, so. I I think I mean I think both those are good shouts because Easy Han did pop, and all while not getting a salary, and then and uh, then like and then on top of that, <laughs> and then on top yeah. of that, Bree. 
is uh you know she's chill as well she got a promo so what what's the way in from the rest of the, the crew here? no one got married so this is hard well we've already covered all married people because for past present and future yeah Brent already made I mean, the condition that like all marriages are covered forever for for all time okay. so we don't have to cover it anymore yeah i don't get an easy dub anymore so johnny are you johnny and Jaws, do you have any opinions any any thoughts no. here no I like uh, the astro. Sorry, one, I'm just reading personally. more about this. We do expect it to fragment and quite we... catastrophically. Thank you guys. I'm learning more and more. Actually, I have a I have a friend who actually works on like a or I said like a tangentially friend, like distant friend. But they actually work on like kind of one of these like space programs. Um and apparently space debris is, is fucking a huge problem for everything yes. involved in space. Yeah. It so is. them just like slamming this thing into a rock is going to mean so much debris in space no, that could... no 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 this this one won't because this one's 68 million miles away uh they're Look, thinking you're, you're thinking of the space debris that's in low earth orbit because we have all these crash satellites and shit and all this stuff that's been broken up from tests like that's the one that everyone's concerned about because if we have too much space shit up there we literally won't be able to leave earth anymore because it will all kill all of our rockets as we try to leave yeah it's crazy how it works as well like he gave me this example that like a single like paint chip could like poke a hole in like proper like amazing glass because of some weird reason like even though it's like very small physically very small debris it could make like a massive change in like breaking a rocket or like some internal glass or window or something it's like it could have massive um, yeah so space is interesting guys the, the more we learn there we go uh yeah who else brie got a promotion brie yes game producer now uh-huh big paul guys you know. yeah so brie, do you have any, uh, any thoughts you're gonna weigh in for for the easy han versus dart versus i don't get the easy han. i don't get the easy on one what, what Just, happened there we don't give it to players we don't give it to players well let's yeah. hear apple's reasoning but i hear i know what apple's reason is it's gonna be easy on pop the fuck off all while not getting paid so I know that's I was I wasn't gonna say the paid part, but I was gonna say like he's just a very low key player that people don't really give a lot of kudos or respect to. I will say know. Sky Reaper from the Vancouver Titans then. No. Uh dude, it's one time is it? It's like it's like eight PM at night and you've lost your mind. There's no way you're this. No, it's a comparable example of a player who's underappreciated. He was on Vancouver Titans got some playing time. Isihan was on the Valley. It was a Except it's literally not the same because Isihan legit pounded. Sky Ripper got farmed playing a risk. threw some good bionates. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what he's talking. What are you talking about, John? You need to take like a melatonin tab. It's just been a lot recently. I've asked. All right, it's just been a lot. Like, give me an easy time over here, okay? I an easy haunt time. An easy haunt time. All right. Um, I feel like we have to give it to the space drone. I'm just amazed here. Look, I think give it the space drone. No, I I think Bree has gotten player of the player of the week before because I think when Bree initially joined Blizzard from the Overwatch League, I think. Okay, fuck, give it to Dot. Give it to Dot. Why is this the longest segment of the podcast? Come on, give it to the fucking Dart spacecraft. Do we get okay? Executive decision has been made. It's been given to the NASA Dart spacecraft, which is no more. Rest in peace. Write in the comments. R.I.P. NASA Dart. If you're it's kind of like here. Overwatch One. If you think about it, it's gone. It's no more. Even no Easyham popping the fuck off is not enough to beat the NASA space program. I mean, is Easyham gonna save us from asteroid annihilation? 
if he hits all his shots like he did versus Fusion, <laughs> then maybe. I mean, to be fair, I think it's yeah. a legitimate shout out, but Johnny is mesmerized with the dart. So, you know, like. <laughs> the dart, dude. Know? Look, they even, they even sat in the bottom down here, bro. I think Brains said... Play of the Week should go to Killer, Avas, Old Crab. Says, yeah, I said, think you should. Wow. I think I agree. Oh Killer, it should... it, actually, he was more of a lobster than a crab, but, you know, that's. Anyway, that's fair. I'll give you. He, I mean, that's that's fair. So, I mean, a lot of he was so edgy and metal, he committed suicide. Dude, he killed himself. This is so sad. This is so for sad. For the sake of freedom. Sake of freedom. That's the cost yeah. of freedom, fellas. Freedom ain't that free. That is. Freedom isn't free. <laughs> Remember that. Remember next time, America. Freedom, freedom isn't, isn't free. free. Good point. Well, Johnny, you're gonna are you gonna you're gonna end it out here. Thank you for watching. Thatch at Overwatch, episode 145 on this Wednesday. Uh, what an episode it's been. I'm going to remember this one for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you actually uh... next week. This is actually important, okay? No memes. So next week, I haven't told any of you guys this. So here you go. Piece of information for you. Uh, next week, we will be uh, releasing um, Plat Chat, Overwatch, I, and record it through live stream uh, on Monday instead. I think we'll do Monday, 10 a.m. Because... Um, on next Tuesday is of course going to be the Overwatch 2 release date. And I know that the game releases midday, so it's like two hours before, you know, or after Plasma typically goes live. But I think Monday is still probably the better day. A third. Like get it the day uh, before the release of Overwatch 2. So that way people so, can... So, well, well, we should just discuss in this. Okay. Because you're that not going to be able to do it on Monday. Okay, I see. This is probably why I should have brought it up in private before talking about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this later. We'll, we we'll do this later. Let, let next end. week, maybe it will be well, on Monday. Maybe it will be on Tuesday. Bye, everybody. S subscribe to the channel and you'll know. We're out. <laughs>